What's up? What's up? What is up, everybody? Hello, and welcome to Critically Aroused, the podcast where we ask, do we even need film critics? And then we review a movie. My name is Blaine Andrews. I'll be your host. And also joining me, your co-host, Christopher Cowles. Hello. And Matthew Verlack. Guten Tag. Yeah, and so we are your punk rock, anti-Rotten Tomatoes, every man, and woman's counterculture perspective on film, here to cut through and analyze the out-of-touch and pretentious viewpoint of many film critics these days, who have been known to tank movies that we generally love, and also also do the opposite, love things that the rest of us hate. So this episode is actually going to be based on the Vin Diesel spectacle bloodshot yes it is a spectacle so and and it's directed by dave wilson so that's what we're going to be talking about today and normally we actually start out a podcast with a little bit of news and then uh a what we've been watching section called what's new with you but this week we're not even doing news because there's not really a whole lot going on and there is one thing that we were kind of personally messaging back and forth about but i don't want to do it because it involves mandalorian spoilers potentially so I don't even really want to talk about it too much. So if you're interested, go look up some news on what's dropped on The Mandalorian Season 2. And you can find out what news has come out on that. But other than that, you know, you guys want to shoot the shit a little bit before we... Uh... Well, let's start this off by saying yes, this, the movie yes. is PG-13. Is it? So, I thought it was R. No. It's oh, well, I said the S word. What? Uh, oh, you can that say that. You can say that. R. No, I know. That's what I was thinking. But no, it, it is PG thirteen. That's actually kind of a shame. That I explains know. a lot. Yeah, um, it was PG thirteen. So our episode, yes, our podcast episode is yes. going to be PG thirteen. Correct. So um. we can only say one F word. <laughs> Matt, Matt's it's already mine right now. Yeah, yeah, Matt's already totally cr- his spirit and soul is crushed. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not me this time. Yeah. So, anyways, now yeah. we can shoot yeah. the poop. Yeah. Yes. So I was just, I was talking to my wife about this and I, I yeah. just wanted to hear your guys' opinion. So we're coming to the end of Corona. We Places better, are starting be. to open up. It's phase looking, one. phase yeah. one, whatever. But it's looking like things are going to start opening up. We've had such a backlog of movies that should have already come out. So they should be done and ready yeah. to roll. I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys think like the the movie theater experience is going to look like going forward. Like, are they going to pump out movies as quick as possible? Are they going to be spacing these out? I, I, and I was debating with myself. I was like, I don't know what the best course would be for them. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna pace it out just because yeah. that makes the most sense monetarily wise, monetary wise, yeah, money wise, yeah, um, <laughs> monies, monies, dollar dollar bills. Yeah, I think we'll start seeing the big ones drop first. And we've talked about this a little bit in previous weeks, but I think the, we'll see the big ones. It'll be whoever has the balls to drop. They need something to lead with first. James Bond. No, no, they push that out like a year, dude. Uh, yeah, it's gonna that be Marvel. Been, it'll be Marvel. It'll yeah. it'll, well, it'll be, and then it'll be Black Widow, yeah. which is slated for like next week, right? I, I don't know. Originally, yeah, it was yeah. It will probably. I'm trying to think. July probably. <clears throat> the episode that Kyle Gazak was on with us, we talked about it a little bit, and he kind of made the point too of you know the big ones that are kind of in the pipe right now are or you know Black Widow, Wonder Woman. Uh, Tenant, like those mm, big ones. Tenet. It's I'm so excited about Tenant. But like, it's gonna be whoever has the balls enough to start dropping these first, and then all the other studios are probably gonna sit back and watch to see sure. if people show up, because right. those are known quantities where people would show up, and if people aren't showing up, then. But the 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 thing is, so to counter that argument, people go to the theaters, and theaters have to stay open, and they have to be stocked. But that means normally if you look at a theater, there's 10 to 15 theaters at mm. least. 
and they're showing all these variety of movies. Yeah. So you can't just open a theater and be like, okay, we're only showing Black Widow because only so many people are going to go see that. Because they have to have other that. movies. So are they going to pump old movies? I, I would. So like Trolls yeah. Two World, whatever that's called. Like, are Probably. they going to drop that? Are they going to things that were in theaters already? Yeah. Are they going to re-release those in theaters? I heard one of the other countries was actually releasing old stuff, like older stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and that was what happened with them. I can't remember who it was or what this. It might have even been China when they reopened for that Mm -hmm. little bit of time. I think that they were like showing all the Avengers movies and stuff. Like, I think we'll start to see stuff like that. And the other complicated part is going to be that it's still going to affect sales and the sales are going to look bad because my guess is that there will be government mandates on being at like 50% capacity. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, through phase one. Yes. Yeah. Through phase one and Ex- two and whatever. Especially. Well, and, and the problem in is phase two as well. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and the problem is too, is that right now there is this narrative of like, absolutely be, you know, by no means should we open up like that's very strongly being pushed without any further discourse into it, into the depths of it. And so my fear is going to be that people are pushing that so hard that even after things open up, there will be a lot of people still screaming from the mountaintops to like never leave your house. Sure. Yeah. That'll probably happen. I'm sure it will. I'm sure there will be those people. Uh, But I do counter that. I think there's plenty of people out there that are just itching for reasons to get out of their house. Oh, I think there is too. Well, and I think that's the thing that's happening right now is... Which, oh God, I've just like over the past, like over the weekend and then today I've been listening to some podcasts and stuff like I'm just so like honed in right now on propaganda and I'm just like, <laughs> like there's just so much propaganda happening right now and it's just like I- I'm honed in on it and it's a fact. it really is and it's just like and people are just buying so much bullshit and there's so much false just um, it's pg-13 it's pg-13 we can oh we can say shit i I think yes word is okay yes well it's too late we've said it twice so (laughs) actually that's like i mean we can just release a stream of expletives change how we operate and make an explicit (laughs) episode pretty easily that's fair i am in office made can edit everything else yeah bleeps in that would be pretty fantastic just tomato (laughs) splats he can do we can can make it tomato splats (laughs) yeah so i mean it is it's just like i'm just curious about the wave of like once things officially open, the wave of propaganda that's going to start spewing out about like just a lot of misinformation and stuff that makes things obviously people are going to start getting sick again when this thing opens up, and that's just the reality of this. It's the nature of the beast, and my fear is that we're going to start operating, and then everybody's going to see some of the numbers slowly rise, and everybody's going to flip their shit, and the propaganda is going to It's already happening. Uh, it yeah. is, and it's going to be even worse. It's and probably going to be worse, because they're already predicting, you know, the fall reoccurrence of all of this. Yeah. So people are right. going to just jump on that and be like, oh, it's happening again. Yeah. Quarantine, yeah. shut yeah. everything down. At that point, if that happens again, I think there's going to be so many businesses that have to shut down permanently. Oh, God. It's so bad. It is so bad. Like, because I don't know how these theaters are going to survive, dude. I don't. I don't either. And that's my worry. And that's my worry is that they're going to try and reopen as soon as they can. Then that crap's going to happen, and then they're going to be forced to shut back down. And so it's just. I mean, I know we're getting a little bit outside of the film realm here, but like you know, it, I mean, it just is something that we got to talk about at this point. And we've kind of avoided it for the most part, but you know, we are at this point where. I mean, we're we're relatively in the unaffected bracket. In this thing, period. I mean, we're all under forty. I mean, anybody under sixties, oh. like. <laughs> I thought you meant job wise, but yeah. No, well, even job wise, we're all still working. Right. But I mean, even age wise, as far as us getting out of the house and stuff, where it's like the narrative. As much as people are fighting it, I mean, like if you're under sixty, 
Sweden is starting to level back out again. We need to start looking at what they're doing. You know, over 60 stay at home. And at least personally, that's my thought process for it. And I'm not, I'm not a lawmaker or whatever, but all I'd say is just, I don't know with all this. <laughs> I, I'm just being very well careful. Said. Well I, said. I'm being, I'm just I, saying, I, I, I don't mean, know. Th- well, there's a lot of things I want to say and I'm, I, I am being careful. So this I is guess. not a political podcast. No, well, yeah, we kind of are almost. Are we? No, we're not about political things. All I'm saying exactly. is, as far as we are making a statement, this is not a political podcast. What I'm saying is that even within our quote-unquote movement, technically we are doing something that could be not political in nature, but as far as going against the system. Because that is the thing is, uh, throughout my whole life, it's funny. You know, it's like you go through phases of the way that you, well, some people do, but in the ways that you right. think and it changes and ebbs and flows and what you believe in and whatever. And I think about lately... You know, I'm like almost feel like I'm reverting back to like my much younger mindset of like, you know, just like the whole fuck the police, like you know. Well, that's it. That's yep. the only F word we can say. Oh, sorry, there. Sorry, I used it. it. <clears throat> sorry, guys. But not yeah, even for something good. I know it wasn't. Well, I don't know. That's a pretty good one. I mean, um, <laughs> Dr. Dre. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just kind of like that's where I'm like getting back to where it's like I think about being like a high school kid and like listening to punk rock music and just being like, ah, rage against yeah. the system, you know. And it's like, well, and that's where I feel like I wonder if this will affect the music genres mm-hmm, and if there'll be like mm-hmm. an uprising of like garage bands and like new style punk yeah i think there might be because you look at like the gen z right now and they very much are uh not buying the official narrative i mean they're just not i I think the people that are buying it are people like from their early 20s mid 20s through like the 40s and 50s because i've talked to a lot of elderly people and you have too oh yeah and they don't care no no dude seems no well and that's the thing i was literally talking about before you guys got here is i mean and that's the thing and let me just go ahead and establish right now that this whole narrative of if you talk or think the way that we're talking right now is that you just like want people to die and that's just a load of crap like first off i don't want anybody (laughs) to die and i definitely don't want old people to die um at all and even just for one very main reason which is that 90 percent of my personal living is off of old people <laughs> like so i do not want them to die wow. they, they even from me. a selfish so. perspective <laughs> they give me money they do they do and they're fantastic and i see and meet them like every day but it is it's like you're talking about it's like i'm i'm now they'll keep their distance and whatever but it's like if they even have to come out and talk to me or whatever um which and obviously we live in the south so the mindset here is a little different anyways but you know i see old people all the time and they're all just like i want you guys that aren't going to get sick and aren't going to be affected by this to get this thing back up and running again we don't want to see all you lose your livelihood and see people killing themselves from depression and heavily affected by all this stuff and like i and the older people are like i'm willing to take the brunt of this like if i have to stay home i will stay home but i don't see why you guys have to and i I mean, I work for a lot of older people, and I've heard the same sentiment from almost every single solitary one. So it's just, it's kind of a weird thing. You know, it's just, um, it's going to, it's going to affect a lot of things. I think it's going to affect film. It's going to, it just depends on the suppression of the narrative that we're talking about right now. Well, that's the interesting thing. I know, like, like the episode that Kyle was on, mm-hmm. he was talking about how, in like an uplifting kind of way, yeah, where, oh, all these, like, unknowns are going to like start being have an outlet at least where there's gonna be a push for they need since they're putting off all these other movies their sure. writers and directors and other people are going to be able to come to the forefront hopefully but i'll be very curious to see if that actually happens 
Yeah, I will be too. I will be too. Because I was very optimistic. It, it was. Point, and, but... and that was, I, and I, that was my thing when he was saying that. I was like, I, I want him to be right. I, I really hope he is right. And I hope that that's where things yeah. shake out. But time's only going to tell. And that's the thing is we just have to sit back and watch. Um, but I will say this with us talking about this. If anything we've said has rubbed anybody the wrong way, I'm sorry. I apologize. But, the, you know, it, well, I don't apologize. I forgive I you. Yes. No, actually, I don't apologize. I rescind my apology. No, nope, I but, still forgive you. <laughs> I mean, this is the way we think and feel. And, and that's the thing is that one of the things that I think is not happening these days is that we a lot of people aren't accepting to the fact that people might think differently than them. And it doesn't mean that there's only one way to be right or one thought process. We can all be right. You know, we can all be there. There's, we can all fall somewhere on the spectrum of right and wrong or incorrect. Yeah. It's not, it's not always just black and white, you know, and that's what I was going to say on the subject because I haven't said anything about it, but like, yeah, it's, it's a very complicated situation. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Do you want anonymity with the the States and like how they, conduct you know there's just so many things that go into it sure and everybody should be able to make their own decisions for themselves personally but yeah it comes down to whether or not how they're affecting other people because there's yeah. people who are put in the position of essential workers which like, is also bullshit like the, yeah. to even classify people as essential right because you like, see the side of it where like the people that are at the grocery stores and like and then you have people in, going in, Walmart. in that <laughs> they have to do that because out of what you the point that you're making people yeah. are making a livelihood but yeah. if they don't feel safe going there and they have people that are you know they're constantly in contact with people and they sure. open up things early so it's just a balance and it, it, it's it a is super complicated yeah thank god i don't have to make that decision yeah. but it's just it's very tricky it's, yeah it's, it is it is and how and, much control do you want to give the government <laughs> like how much yeah. do you want the economy to suffer like obviously you want people's health that's Without question, you want people to be healthy and stay safe. Agreed. And it's like amount of risk. It's just so complicated. It is. Well, and that's the thing that I've been saying, too, is that this narrative right now of, you know, this whole pushing of, of, you know, not one life can be lost. No one can die. Um, But the thing is, it's like anybody in a position of power who's telling you that they are not standing back and weighing the cost and benefit of lives lost from keeping this economy closed and the country closed and opening it like as far as lives lost because there will be lives lost even if it's suicide and um and hunger and domestic abuse and you know the list goes on for all the things that poverty poverty homelessness exactly quality of life obviously that's yes not as bad as dying but well but and it also could lead lead to death and but all i'm saying is that people are acting like that they're not weighing these things. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like oh, it's that, all getting weighed. Yeah. Right. And that, that's what you do for the, in, for the common people. You're saying the people who are bringing the up policy, these other the policymakers, yes. the, well, the policymakers. That's what I wouldn't even give politicians the benefit of the doubt that extreme. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Because well. honestly, like a good way to prove that they are on board with this, which I've seen so many memes about it. It's just yeah. like CEOs and politicians. I'm not mm-hmm. excluding either one of those. Any of people that are in power that are pushing for think things to reopen yeah. is like, well then you need to be out in it as well. Sure. Like I have no problem with that. Like yeah. the people are saying like, Oh, we'll have the CEO and his family go into yeah. the stores unprotected. Yeah. Like these well, workers, same thing with the, the politicians like open up the, 
you know, the governor's mansion or whatever it is, sure. wherever they have tours or whatever. I've just seen so many stories that were like, oh, no, we're closed because of this, but you guys have yeah, to open. You guys so have it's like, open. no, if it's okay to open, then yeah, you need to be on the, the board. Yeah, be a leader and actually sure. lead these bills and write or whatever you want to call them sure. that you're pushing forward to reopen. Like, be on the forefront, be the ones that are pushing it. If you feel that it's okay for everybody else, then it's okay for you. Yeah. And I feel that way about a lot of things. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, and the thing is too, is it's not like, it's not like we're not saying, you know, like you can still do all these things and focus on the at-risk people. Right. Like you can still protect the at-risk people, the people that are 60 and above and have pre-existing conditions, sure. period. Like, and things can start rolling again. Cause right now, there's not any vaccine coming anytime soon. They said it's going to be at least a year. Yeah. And that's, and, and, and that's if it's successful. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I can say this if anyone comes out within the next six months or three months or whatever, it's not going to be foolproof and it's not going to be fucking safe. Right. Like, period. That's two. So, like, so this episode so, is rated R. Yes. Just kidding. Oh, sorry. Just kidding. It just switched <laughs> to rated R. just can't hold his end. Sorry. It's not me Whatever. this week. Yes, it's Hooray! not. It's me. Oh, well. Well, this episode's changed to rated R. Well, but, it should be rated R anyways. Yeah, it should be. It freaking should be. So, yeah. Yeah, it I, should. With I the amount of that's violence. But anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, it. yeah, I, I'm just whatever um so yeah i kind of wanted to touch on this stuff a little bit i just uh i just say this um keep an open mind you know and be accepting of other people's thoughts and opinions and respectful and educate yourself yeah and educate yourself and don't always buy the narrative yes don't always buy the official narrative the news it's quite often not right. <laughs> it's it's or sensationalized a lot sensationalized, of times. I mean, yeah. news has always been like this. And it's always they want the biggest and best. Yep. The most eye catching news they can get. Like and scariest. That. And scariest. Like the, yeah. there was an article today on CNN how they're now saying that it could be passed by having sex. Oh my god. So now yeah. it's an STD. Like I said, this is just this. I don't know. They just kind of yeah. report. And but also the, the, the and but also that kids don't pass it. Which, like, there are so many things about this virus that keep coming out that, like, don't make any sense whatsoever as far as any virus that we've known of ever. So, like, I, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm just kind of like... They, I, I feel like they just don't know no, what's they going don't. on. They don't. They They're don't. just doing the blanket as safe as possible. Yeah. Which obviously comes off as being super controlling dictatorship. Oh, of, yeah. Of, like, yeah. shutting everything down. But, like, obviously, if you don't understand what's going on, that's the safest route to go. Or feels the safest. But, well, and it did. The safest but, as far as health-wise. Yes, it does. But now that you stand back and you look at the numbers and where we're sitting and who's... Been, well, at least what we do know, for the most part, is who is dying from this thing. Who is being heavily affected. You know? But and, there's also the policies that are in place that dictate what those numbers are like if you could say that purely if you would didn't have any like shelter in home sure. or quarantine well, but or we can also look at the places that haven't like, been doing what we're doing and their numbers are showing are like sweden yeah, sweden sweden's been doing it from the beginning and their shit is looking good and it is they, they've been doing what from the beginning from the beginning they were only at risk people at home and everything oh, else was oh, operating I gotcha. as normal. okay and but there's still sure and okay. their numbers. Look at, I haven't seen those numbers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm saying there are other places that have examples of right. stuff that we can look at and reflect on and whatever. Yeah. And and they're doing things are anyways. Whatever. Do your own <laughs> research. That's yeah, all. Exactly. Yeah. Do your own research. Use your own opinions and thoughts and whatever. And I'm not so, telling you what to think. It's okay to look up like ridiculous things. Yeah. As long is. as you know in your mind, like 
This is ridiculous, but it's still good information yeah. now. Like, I'd say this. Probably okay. the smart thing to do is if you are using Google, which maybe just use DuckDuckGo. But if you're using <laughs> Google, just go like six pages in, and then you'll get the actual information. If you're on the first page, it's horseshit. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. <laughs> so, you know, take that how you want to take it. But <laughs> Aluminum hat. Yeah. So, anyways. But, uh, but yeah. So, you guys want to talk about uh, what's new with you? What yeah. we've been watching lately? Yeah, let's do it. I've got a slew of stuff, and I think some of our stuff will be similar as yep. well. So who wants to go? Y'all want? Who, who Matt wants to always go? goes first. You yeah. can go first, yeah. bud. I'll go first. I've got some kind of unusual stuff. Um, So Xena just started this anime, and I just like sat down. I was like, what are we watching? Yeah. And it's called Drifting Dragons. Hmm. It's a Netflix original anime. And it actually hasn't been too bad. It's basically... There's these giant dragons, mm-hmm. but they don't look like dragons. Okay. They, they're, they're so each, they're not they, dragons then? Not like <laughs> in the technical sense of like the fantasy world where you think of a dragon. Yeah. Where it's like a giant lizard. Yeah. But these are giant creatures and they just kind of fly around and the whole story takes place on basically a flying dragon hunter um, air balloon. Not air balloon, but a, a, like a zeppelin. Sure. That's the whole premise. So it's like a yeah. whale whale hunting, but of dragons in the sky. Huh. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Sounds it, very it's, it's like a cool sad, concept. But yeah. Cool. Well, it yeah. is actually kind of sad, and they talk about that. Like how if you yeah. like really like analyze not... like Pokemon, it's kind of the same thing where you're like, this is awful. This is animal cruelty. <laughs> yeah, basically, but they talk about it. And like That's what it's actually yeah. a lot about. It's okay. the day-to-day operations, and then on top of it, kind of how this is like a sad thing. But it's also like the... And I, I kind of I relate to it, having gone out to sea... Yeah. And working on a ship, there's something about being out at sea that is magical yeah. that you don't get, and I and, and that's what they're trying to say also about like flying and being in, in above the clouds all the time. Yeah. So I'm not finished with it. I'm like seven or eight episodes in. I really enjoy it. It's very pretty. Cool. And it's in English. In and what's it called? Drifting. Drifting dragons. dragons? Okay. So I would recommend that. Nice. And it's what are you watching it on? It's on Netflix. Oh, it's okay. a Netflix original. It is a. Original. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not and heard then it's relatively new and if you don't really watch animes it's probably not gonna pop up as something okay yeah so yes, i do not yeah and then um you've recommended this the yeah. hollow oh you're watching it yep i've Yay. watched one and a half seasons oh so you the, have. the second season came out on friday okay and so i hadn't seen the first season so i think thursday i spent the whole day watching the first season nice i was actually gonna mention this today i've only seen the first episode of the new season but i was happy okay. with it and i'm excited for the new season but so what yeah. do you think where are you um, at with it i don't really like the animation style really yeah there's something about it i just don't really like huh i, I can't put my finger on it okay i like the characters for the most part some of them are kind of annoying which i think they're made to be like that yeah. So I'm not too upset about it. And I saw where they went with it while yeah. I was going. So yeah. it was definitely on purpose, especially in the first season. Sure. And then the second season has been as good as the first season, I would think. Okay, good. I'm glad. You're, yeah, I've only seen the first one. It's just a really cool show because it's almost like um, it kind of aims for that bracket of it's an animated show. And clearly, like, it's kind of like adults can watch it and be plenty happy with it and have fun with it. But also kids can, but not super young kids. Like, my kids are, you know... Uh, six and under, so it's like you know. <laughs> Lynn, how old are your kids? How old are my kids? Uh... Um, well, I was I was trying to 
think highest number now, but six and under. So it's like it's one of those things where like the six year old could probably watch it, but the three year old, there's stuff in there that freak him out. Like, yeah. Or you're just not going to get it. Yeah, and not get it. Like it's m- more more for older kids. I would I would say. Yeah. But it is fun and enjoyable for adults, and it's very like kind of almost lost. And it, it's a quest. Yeah. So just for a little overview, it's three teenagers wake up in a room and they don't have their memories yeah they don't know who they are they don't know where they came from anything about and themselves they end up like finding a map that's completely blank and they are trying to fill in the map while they go and it kind of unveils as they're going and and it's almost a horror-esque kind of show yeah it's like a horror quest mixed with like lost aspects because it's like they don't know where they are or how they got there and, and there's right. a huge twist at the end which is super cool like i liked I don't know yeah. how you felt about it. I liked it. I liked it. I kind of thought it might do something like that. Yeah. When it got there. And I was like, yeah. here we are. And I'd then, say and then the second season, I was like, huh, where, how, what, why? Where are they going to go with the second season? Yeah. Are you liking where they're going with the second season? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I'm almost, I'm almost done. Okay. I kind of stopped paying attention and I realized I needed to go back an episode. Okay. Because I got distracted. Well, yeah, that was my thing was like, I started, I was watching it and... It was kind of the same situation, and then Clark came in and started watching it with me, and he's like, this is freaking me out, Dad. And I was like, <laughs> all right, we won't watch this anymore. So, yeah, so, I, but I, I'm going to come back to it, so okay. we might yeah. hear about mention it again. It later again. On. Yeah. And then one other thing, this isn't new. Lots of people watch this. There's plenty of seasons of it, but Forged in Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've it's, been talking about watching this. It's on Hulu, and it's just yeah. dumb fun. It makes me want to go get a forge and make knives and yeah. things. All it is is it's a knife making competition like Mm -hmm. they start with four people they have to make a blade and then they examine the blade one person goes home then they have to make the handle then they test the blades on things that are ridiculous like this will break this will break it this will break it oh that chipped it and now i'm like an expert on things like it's very much like a reality (laughs) show i guess it's that's all it is yeah and then they have to like then it's down to two and then they have to go home to their home forges yeah and make like a cool weapon from the past Oh, awesome! So, so I bet that's, that's the cool. coolest part. Of that is the cool like part. Because like the knives, after you've, we've watched three seasons, I think yeah. it's on Hulu, and I think yeah. they have like five seasons was, on there. It was like a History Channel show or something. It is right? a History Channel show. Yeah, okay. they have like season three through seven or something like that on yeah. Hulu. Yeah. So, but the the historical weapons are what, and then when they test them, that's really cool because they yeah. like, get like the chop big, up the, watermelons. They get the dummies. Like no, the oh, human the like dummies. dummies. Oh, the fleshy, with, like, the the parts in it. But like, oh, look, really? your guts. And like, there's one episode where they like chop the heads off, like clean. Nice. That and reminds like, me. Oh, oh. You just reminded <laughs> That's me. Fantastic. There was a show. I think it was on Spike back when Spike was a mm-hmm. thing. Was it a Thousand Ways to Die? No, that was cool. That was no, remember them. the one where they would? It was about warriors, and it would be they'd take like yeah. the Hun and they fight them made against. A video like, game about that. I had it. It was a fighting video game. Yep. Yeah, did you ever see it, Chris? I know what the, the I, I what can't remember what it's called. We'll have to look it up. Not the movie, but the show. Yeah, yeah, that was a really cool show. It was until it got real, like stupid. Well, yeah, they're it'd starting like, to fight like zombies. And well, no, like, it'd be like, what would this Viking warrior do against a, a green beret? Mm. Lose. Like yeah, the Green Bridge weapon, machine gun, <laughs> versus a throwing axe and yeah. a short sword yeah it was like unrealistic matchups you know right and that's the thing they were trying to like shock because i remember i watched it a lot i did too back when it was a thing it was like right around when we first met probably actually when it was really longer than that maybe yeah i watched it in high school 
Was it out that long? Yes. Oh man, I was like my roommate in college had it, had the game, and wow. he was addicted to it. Yeah, because it was like a brawler or like a Mortal Kombat esque kind of. Right, a, it was, it was like a fighting fighter. game, and we yeah, would do these unrealistic too. fights. Yeah, yeah, caveman you'd be like versus Attila the Hunt. Spaznes. Yeah. Commando. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was the last thing that you've watched. Yeah, that's really what I've just been bouncing between. Okay, nice, Chris. What you got? Did you actually see anything? I meant to ask you. Did you? Yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Judgy McJudgerson. Hey, listen. I watched. There's consistency with your li- <laughs> with your uh, yeah. Consistency in my inconsistency yeah, in is of watching things. Yes. Um. No, I watched all of Solar Opposites. Me too. Yeah. I saw I it all, all of it in one day. Yeah. Really? I yeah. finished it today. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. curious what you think. Uh, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I really there was actually like it. one episode that was like it was in the wall. Yeah, that Dude, was. So I good. don't want to like give too many yeah. spoilers or anything, but like there's a subplot behind the actual main story that goes out through the whole season, yeah, which is like a story in of itself. And you could kind of give the premise because the, well, the whole premise of Solar Opposites is that it's basically it's an animated show on Hulu, but aliens land on Earth and they're just living on Earth. But it's very animated show type of concept because yeah. everybody's just okay with aliens living there. No, right. actually, all the neighbors like hate them. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, because they're they're they all suck. they're like they're here, they're living here, but we hate them. Yeah, yeah. We don't like them anyways. Not hate, but yeah. So and it's from the one of the co-creators from Rick, Rick and Morty. Morty. It's yeah. Justin Justin Roland. Roland. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the big thing about this is that it looks like Rick and Morty. Yeah, sounds uh, like, sounds Rick, like and Rick and Morty, but it's definitely not Rick and Morty. Actually, it's quite different than Rick and Morty. Once again. the first two or so feel like Rick and Morty. It has similar humor. The, I would say the last but, episode felt the most like Rick and Morty of all of them. I don't know if you remember hmm. which one I'm talking about. It was it's just a very sci-fi concept. One? It was a very sci-fi concept, and they went really far with it. Uh, and okay. in a Rick and, very Rick and oh, Morty yeah, nature. Yeah. yeah. And to where, I think like, they actually did it in Rick and Morty. Like it was. It felt like it, but it wasn't. Yeah. But it felt like that. Yeah. It, it was. It was good. I enjoyed it. I did like, too. It was, it was well done. Obviously, like I enjoyed the humor because I enjoy the humor from Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and this yeah. is almost a little bit more like a Family Guy, Simpsons, those kinds of shows versus Rick and Morty as far as how it's. The episodes are structured and stuff where Rick and Morty can really get out there. And this one keeps it a little more contained, a little more linear, linear, yeah. exactly. And not just really wild. How far have you gotten that? Um, I think I watched about three episodes and I didn't like it that much. Really? It seems I like just saw too much Rick and Morty in it. And then one of the characters literally is just Rick. He gets, and like even his rants yeah. and yeah. the way he burps and he babbles. I didn't, he like, didn't burp at all. Yeah, I don't know. No, he didn't. Even in like the intro thing, it's not a burp, but it's something he very similar. No, he no, he mumbles. Oh, he just is so he, he rants and it, it, it hits the same that is, voice. That is Justin Rowland's style, though. Like he's right. done multiple things since Rick and Morty over the past couple of years, and like that is just his signature style. Like it's that he improvs. Like it's him just being like, oh, and uh, we we went for, and, uh, to, and, uh, into the space and, uh, and, uh, and uh, like it's just yeah, it's just him. Like my problem is just mumbling. I see Rick and Morty. And I've had a hard time keep watching it. Honestly, around two like, or three eh. was when I stopped seeing Rick and Morty. Mm. Uh, where you stopped. I don't know if... Well, I restarted with Zena, I can agree with that. And I liked the first episode more the second time I watched it. Okay. But she, we haven't watched it anymore. I would say keep going. I mean, I will. Uh, um, Especially like the wall episode that we were talking about. That was Chris's yeah. favorite. There's a whole subplot. And it doesn't give away too much. But it's basically that the alien like kid 
like the the boy he is like just your typical typical alien trope basically and he's shrink rain humans and keeping them in a wall and so by episode seven or whatever it is which is the wall it's just like it's an episode all about all the people that he's shrunk in and he's stuck in the wall they created it's like a it's a bottle episode yeah it's a post-apocalyptic scenario where they created their own culture and yeah. society. And stuff. <laughs> it's done so, I mean, very they hinted like... at that like in the third. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. So yeah. they hinted on it. This one's just focused. Like the whole episode is based in the wall. So you yeah. only get glimpses uh, of them doing okay. stuff. It's super on the funny and clever. There's actually an episode. Um, Cause Sydney, uh, my wife, she kept coming in and out while I was watching this show. And like, she came in several times after like, cause like I said, the first probably three episodes are the, the probably the weakest of the siege, the show. But she came in several times during the latter portions and was like, I really feel like I should probably be watching this with you. Like, just because, like, <laughs> it starts doing a lot more later. Like, there's an episode that actually gets surprisingly political and does not take a stance that I was <laughs> expecting at all. It was, it's, it was really well done. Yeah, oh. it was very well yeah. done. It was not what I expected. And then he literally, like, at the end, they just call attention to it and they're basically like, man, like if we did this ep- this episode, like what are we going to do next episode? Like just really calling attention to the fact that like right. they did some stuff that's probably going to they're, they're calling people. attention to it throughout the episode because yeah. the boy was like, I'm not getting involved with this. This is something that nobody <laughs> wants to talk about. I'm leaving this one alone. And yeah. they're like, you don't even see him like no, he snippets just, throughout yeah. the episode. He's just like, nope. Not talking about it. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and, like, yeah. goes on his own adventure. It's pretty fantastic. It's just, yeah, he, every time he pops in, he's just refusing to talk about yeah. what the episode is about. It's pretty great. It's hmm. I was surprised. It's doing some things. And the it just it gets much better after the first couple. So I'd say if you started it and you weren't super crazy about it and you were seeing too much Rick and Morty, keep going. And I think you'll see less and less Rick and Morty and start to just see it for what it is. Okay. Um, and so, even the Rick and... Like, I mean, I enjoy Rick and Morty. Yeah, so like, yeah Obviously, like, there's a part of me that's like, this is just a huge... Duplicate. like it's a clone of it but yeah. at the same time like i still want more rick and morty exactly. because i only came out with like six episodes this season or however yeah. many it was maybe like, i'm just a little salty because of that yeah yeah well, like yeah. you guys got renewed for 10 seasons and you and you put half a season out as yeah. if you guys aren't sitting on a stockpile of material sure and right. I, I, honestly i think that that's what's going on is i think that justin roland that created this show that also helped create rick and morty i think that I mean, this is just my personal theory, so don't take this as fact. I've not read anything about this. This is just my my mindset on it. Is that <laughs> I think that um, I'm trying to think of the other guy that does Rick and Morty with Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon, thank you. <clears throat> so I think that I don't know what Dan Harmon does with all his time, but it's not making Rick and Morty. That's for sure. He's playing Dungeons playing and Dungeons Dragons. and Dragons. I think, yeah, yeah, buddy. But I think Justin Rowland like wants to do more. And he can't be strapped to Justin Rowland. And so he was finally just like, all right, dude, I want to make some more like stuff like Rick and Morty and I don't have any time for waiting around on you. Yeah. So I'm going to make this. Yeah. And I think that that's essentially what happened. I feel and, the same way. And that's just, and he's making it this one with a guy named uh, Mike Mahan or Mick McMahon. Yeah. Mike McMahon. Yeah. Mike uh, McMahon. Um, I just keep thinking of Ed McMahon. Yeah. The wrestler. Yeah. Ed, no, that's actually the guy that owns wrestling, I think. Isn't that right? Ed McMahon. He also wrestled. Oh, did he? Mike McMahon. <laughs> I know nothing about But yeah, about I'm pretty sure wrestling. that he did. I don't I know nothing so. about wrestling, he's but right. I think don't that he to Chris. did. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He wrestled for some point in time. Okay. Sure. Yeah. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. There were just com- endless wrestling episodes within Solar Opposites, <laughs> obviously. So, I mean, that per- makes sense. So, is that the main thing you watched? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I just, watched other things. I watched 
uh, Star Wars Episode One. So I was going nice. in some weird like <laughs> series. So I started yeah. off with like Episode Two. Oh, that's weird. Oh so god, it was so. It's the so worst. Bad. That is the freaking uh, worst Star Wars. Worst, worst, worst Star Wars. The, the, it's so bad. I mean, I, I still love it because kick it's Anakin in the teeth like I, the whole movie. I still love it because it's Star Wars, but it's yeah. just like the the dialogue in it is so dry it's like hello i am anakin i hate sand i'm a whiny little bitch yes and then it's like i am padme i love you but i can't love you oh but we're going to have babies together and of course it's so bad ewan mcgregor is Mm -hmm. the shining light in this Mm -hmm. whole thing Mm -hmm. oh yeah well that's the thing that's the saving grace of that movie yeah Anyways, yeah, I I started with two, and then I went to three, and then okay. I went back to one for whatever reason. That is a weird I don't order. Know. It was weird, but it's just what what happened. What yeah. I was in the mood for. So no, I watched I episode cool. one recently, and some yeah. other old movies. Nice. I just I just just I'm kind a nostalgic kind of guy, and no, I, don't blame I rewatch you. old movies. I mean, a that's lot, that's so. why I've been going back to Lost. I'm just like it's the best one of the best shows <laughs> ever made, and I'm still trying to com- I'm trying to yeah. convince Chris to watch them, and he's yet to do it. He does, uh, he has been. He, he doesn't. Yeah. I, I like text him for like an hour and a half one night begging him <laughs> to watch like, Lost hey, at like twelve o'clock at night. I was like, please watch Lost. You <laughs> need to see Lost. I was in the middle of rewatching Community. And he's yeah. Like, oh, I hey, just finished, oh, watch. that's what I've been doing too. Yeah, I rewatched all Community. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is also um, Dan Harmon. That was his yeah. first show. Well, yep, from Rick most of the seasons, yeah, all the good of, seasons were yeah. Dan Harmon. Yeah, <laughs> right. And actually, uh, the community cast is getting back together to do some kind of reading. Be- so they did it. To Rick, so yeah. the office, I don't really care anymore. So They're all everybody. It. It's I'm like, kind of getting obnoxious. This is all obnoxious and yeah. dumb. I'm just like all you, yeah. all you people are bored. I really like, don't just... care about the people, but I like the episodes. Yeah, like the show. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't. I mean, Childish Cambino was yeah was a good artist. Was um, <laughs> <laughs> until his most recent album, and no one we just won't. But I, I really don't care about them as people. Sure. Oh, that, wow, that came off really bad. Like I care about them as no, people, but you're a piece just, of I'm not. No, you're talking I'm shit not about these people. And, interested like, in their lives, I care about them, but I'm not interested <laughs> in their lives outside of the show. I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Saved it. <laughs> you, you did. You dug yourself right out of that hole. You're welcome. We watched it happen live. So, Nailed it. Yeah. So, well, that knocks out. We've actually knocked out two of mine, so I don't have to talk about a whole lot. Um, Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one I want to talk about, because I haven't really talked about it much with Matt, is Upload. Mother freaking Upload. Dude, I've been thinking about dude, watching dude, that. Dude, this show is my heart my love. Jeez. Like, I, it's so good. Holy. And it's so okay. funny, because it's, it's like a so rom-com. Great. And I'm it just is. like... Damn, dude, this rom com got me. So first off, I didn't realize that it was created by Greg Daniels, who. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, oh Greg, that? oh Greg. Uh, me and G, we go way back. <laughs> it's it's the guy who created Parks and Rec in the Office oh, nice. and oh, did okay. the Office and like. Oh. Okay. So it, it makes the show make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, dude, this show's so good. Like, and I was never super crazy about Robbie Mel. We talked about him a little bit last week. He was in Code Eight. He was good. Yeah. Like, but before all that, like, I was just like, this dude's just a little too pretty for his own good. Like, he's just like, like, and they they talk about it throughout the whole show. Like, they, they do. just make fun of how pretty he is. Like, it's like they don't trust like, him because they're like, you're too pretty. Yeah. Like, you're obviously an a hole. Yeah. Because you're too pretty. Which is, and his character's great. Like, he just, yeah. and he gets developed. Dude, I love this show so much. Chris, you need to watch it. Like, I've literally, I like, I keep scrolling over and I'm like, I need to watch and, that. And then I'm like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, the thing is, it's 30 minute episodes. Yeah. It's yeah. easy. Only oh, so, gonna, episodes. I watched almost all of it in one day. And then the following day, I finished like two or three more. So, like, it was like a two span kind of. 
I watched most of it one day okay, and then followed you. it up on another day. But like this show, so it's an Amazon original. It's called Upload. We talked about it last week. It's basically where when people die, if you've got enough money, you can go to a VR. A digital afterlife. Yes, a digital afterlife. You're welcome. Thank you. And so, but what, one of the things that I love about it for one is that there's this subplot throughout of a mystery and like figuring out what happened to the main character and it's really good. And so that's not spoiling too much. I won't say anything outside of that, but also the main girl is just a cutie. Like she's great. And like they did really pick someone like, cause the whole thing is that she's his angel quote unquote in his VR mm. and, and she's like overseeing him. She's his tech support, basically customer where's, service. Yeah. Where's yep. my video clip? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so she like, but like, and she does like, sometimes like they focus on just her talking and you're like, she was my angel. I would love her voice talking to me too. Like, it's just like, they like pick someone with a perfect voice, a 900 number of voice. It, but better okay. like it's just really like well it's just very calming does that calming. date me that dates me it does. for sure yes it does are, do those even exist when you call like a call line you know when you call like a, i think those are still a thing i think they are, are. They? now it's asmr yeah and that's just too weird we we keep bringing that up for some reason uh all the two people. brothers <laughs> all right <laughs> two brothers. out of the way we yeah we already got it another way that's perfect uh, but yeah i would highly i'll just say this highly recommend upload watch it it's an amazon original it's, it's so fun good. it's light if yeah. you're looking for something just to pick just for a pick-me-up yeah and, and even if you don't that like rom-coms that's the thing yeah because it's not like it is a rom-com but it isn't like it, it's yeah it, it is but it, it works well not as that as it's well. a sci-fi rom-com yeah but this it the funny parts are it's so funny printing dinner on their samsung printer yeah and things like that well there's not a sponsor yeah <laughs> yeah seriously there's there's so much funny stuff in the show like this was a this was a laugh out loud show like there were multiple times where i was like cackling in the show like yeah, it's just i agree it's so 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 clever it's so funny like the leads it's robbie amell and uh nora antony are the two main leads and then there are several other characters like his quote-unquote best friend yep is fantastic like just the guy his name's luke like he's great and also there's the whole thing is like there's another character that's a kid that's his other best friend and he's fantastic because the whole thing is he died as a kid so he's stuck in his entire afterlife as a kid so he doesn't behave like a kid which is really good like there's some great stuff in this show he'll upload it as like an eight-year-old but he's been there for like 10 plus years yeah so he acts like almost a 20-year-old but stuck as an eight-year-old body and he's very mad about it Oh, very yeah, he's very about salty it. about it. What's funny is that you brought up that you had actually had like a laugh out loud moment. Yeah. <clears throat> laugh out loud. And what's funny is that like you saying that, yeah. thinking about solar opposites, I yeah. never, I think yeah. I had one one time where I actually like I didn't have laughed a ton. I had a couple on the latter ends yeah. of the season. On the latter end of the seasons, like the last episode, yeah. the wall episode, some of those later ones right. were like ones that I laughed in. There was mm. literally, I think, one time that I actually laughed. Really? I mean, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Like that doesn't mean but that I don't and like it. it and but... it's, yeah, it's not just solely, it's not that level of funny. And it actually reminded me of because oh, I was trying to think of when I did laugh out loud and something, but mm-hmm. I did finish watching that middle ditch and yeah, the um, stand up ones. It's on the Netflix original. Yeah. Uh, Schwartz and middle ditch show. Yeah. yeah. And, and middle ditch is in solar opposites. Yes. Yeah. He is. He's, he's, he's the, he's one he's of the, the other aliens. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. the main guy who Thomas middle ditch from Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. He's, he's the other main alien. Yeah. Yeah. The dumb one. 
Yeah, the, the one that likes one. being on Earth. Yes, the yeah. one that likes Earth, and he's pretty great. I like yes. that alien. Yeah, but that show but is actually you I did happy finish that one. Yeah, and I liked all three of them. So. It was funny. It stayed yeah, consistently each, funny. Each one of them, I laughed out loud multiple really? times throughout. Okay, it. Yeah. good. Yeah, I've still got. I mean, obviously, it's improv, so that's not for everybody. And there's off, yeah, awkward moments in it where you're just like, eh. you're like this is weird. But there's many there, the the laugh out loud loud portions of it outweigh the awkwardness. Good in okay. my mind, at least. That's good to hear. So, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, well, and also I will say this, that since I said that this was created by Greg Daniels and everybody likes The Office and Parks and Rec, and now this show is probably going down in that pantheon, like people are really liking Upload. So hmm. actually starting in like a week or two weeks, Steve Carell has another new show Space by Force. him. Space Force. Poking fun at Donald Trump's Space, Space Force. Force. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much the best name ever. But uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad about it. No, I'm not mad about it at all. It's, yeah. you know, it, it'll probably be, it, it, it will go down in history as like Donald Trump's legacy is Space Force. Oh, yeah. Like the best thing about it was Space Force, of course. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm pretty excited to see Steve Carell in another show from this guy. So, yeah. Uh, old, so, Greg. Uh, old Greg. Yeah. Old Greg. I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. Yeah. Oh, Greg. Bailey's That's right. Greg Amos. It <laughs> yeah. took me a minute. I did not know what you were talking about. <laughs> Greg. Yeah. We're best friends. Yeah, that makes sense. The person you're talking about. Mm -hmm. He does quality, quality stuff. He does. So I did watch one other thing. I've only watched one episode of it. But, and honestly, I would recommend both of you to watch it. But only, I don't even know about the rest of the episodes. I don't really even care. It's just this first one that was so interesting to me. So right now, there's a show on Disney Plus that's about the Mandalorian but it's about them making the Mandalorian. And I'm really sorry the name of the show escapes me. But if you're on Disney Plus, uh, um, it's 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 a weird gallery. Think, it's like Disney Gallery. I or think something. it's Disney I've Gallery. I've seen it on Disney Plus. Yeah, so it's like Disney Gallery, the Mandalorian, or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But so the first episode is fascinating because what they did was it's literally so it's Deborah Chow, Rick uh Fama Yiwa, I don't know how to Fuyima. That's perfect. Yeah, that's how he says it. Uh Dave Filoni, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Taika Waititi. And they're all so all of them were the directors of the episode. They're having like a Yes, round, it's a round table. Yeah. Round table. So, so I almost said round circle. Yeah. As if there's any other kind of circle. So uh, <laughs> sorry. First of all, I guess this is probably only going to be pertinent to you or important to you, and you're going to care if you've seen The Mandalorian. But so Deborah, Rick, and Dave all uh, directed two episodes, and then uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, which is Ron Howard's daughter, actually, and she's the the other lead in the Jurassic World movies, the new ones. Love my girl. She the ginger. She, she fine. Oh yeah. yeah. I know. I know her yeah. face because. Yeah. She I can I, picture Ron Howard, yeah. so I know what his daughter would look like. No. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> she doesn't. Well, I don't I just, know about looking I've like only Ron seen. You just ruined no, her for me. They look exactly. <laughs> no, the they same. do not. No. <laughs> yeah, they do. Listen, Ron. Ron is not nearly that thick. Like he just ain't okay. So I'll just say that. You're just imagining Ron with a wig yeah. on now. I'll say. I'll say that she is. So Bryce is a. Her episode was fantastic. She's such a good director. Like, and I think that this was. I don't know if this was her directorial debut, but she's excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, and then yeah. obviously Taika did the finale, which we've talked about before. But so, anyways, it's just them in a round table talking about making this show, and it's very good. And I'll say this: it makes the show to me even feel more special. And uh, Matt and one of our buddies, Mike, I know that their big qualm about the Mandalorian was they thought that it felt very like flavor of the week, very. Uh, 
they didn't like how every episode was nothing really up. connected. See, each episode was literally stand a standalone. Well, so that was one hundred percent intentional. It had to have been. Yeah. Well, and and actually watching this makes it make a lot more sense. It actually, to me, like it made me appreciate it a lot more. It didn't bother me at all. I could tell what they were well, doing, and I didn't mind. it. I mean, the but, central theme. It was a small it was about central protect theme. The child. Yeah, exactly. Protect the child. Literally, what I was going to say. Yeah. Were you, Sorry, took the words right out of your mouth. You can so, <laughs> don't say it. Whatever it is. <laughs> it's going to be nasty. Just don't say it. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, yeah, the overarching theme was protect the child, but like it didn't bother me that it they weren't. And I have a feeling that the latter seasons might be more linear and might follow more of a connective story. But it did. So like basically, uh, Dave Filoni who did Clone Wars and all that. It's like him telling him how he got to Star Wars. Like, he is the biggest Star Wars nerd on the planet, first off. <laughs> like, that dude is a massive Star Wars nerd. Yeah. Um, but basically... Well, and we also know that uh, Iron Man director Favreau... John Favreau is the showrunner. I was literally going to say, I think... I, I remember seeing him. He was on Chef. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They had an episode of Chef. Of Chef. Okay. It was him and... Um, uh, Favreau and... Uh, uh, the Hispanic director um, that does crazy... I don't see over that the, lens, so. Oh, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I know you're talking about. Uh, gosh. So he's directing on the new season. Oh, and I yeah. still can't think of his name. Robert it's, Rodriguez. Yeah, I was going to say it's yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez apparently is one of the new directors for the new season, which makes sense. They were both on Chef right. and they were talking about Star Wars. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. Anyways, it basically, his whole mindset with being the showrunner was he's like, I just want to find all these, this group of directors, these five people who I love, who I think really like Star Wars and appreciate it. And I just want to say, like, here's your playset, go. Yeah. And, like, that's what he did. And, like, he gave them complete autonomy, like, their own independence. And we're like, what would you do in Star Wars? And, like, this is what they did. And so, watching this episode is all I'm getting at is watching just the first episode of this Disney gallery is really good. You should watch it. Okay. Like yeah, it'll I'll make you it appreciate it. And and you can tell like actually Taika was the quietest um, of the bunch, Aww. which was surprising. Sad. Yeah, um it, but it was Dave really had a lot to say. You could tell he was very <laughs> excited he got to be. Uh, honestly, after watching this, I um I, I was very much of the impression like I feel like Dave Filoni should probably be the person in charge of Star Wars, honestly. That is my new opinion, and I would not be surprised if at some point he becomes the actual like Lucasfilm Star Wars lead over Kathleen Kennedy, who has very clearly not been doing a great job, like, and it's gotten a lot of criticism. She's yeah. been in charge for a while, and she's been in film for a long time, and it's not to say that like she's not capable of doing a good job. I just don't think she's doing a good job with Star Wars. Um, sure. I think she's just had a lot of stumbles and maybe she's learning and maybe it'll get better. But like I, Dave Filoni knows what he's doing. That dude knows Star Wars. He loves Star Wars. And I feel like it might ought to be in his hands, but maybe you don't care about Star Wars and you don't care about this anyway. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're all very big Star Wars nerds here. Yeah. And, you know, it's a part of your, your watched week. So it is. So gotta talk about anyways, it. I'd say check it out. If you watched and liked the Mandalorian, <clears throat> watch at least that first episode. I don't know how the rest are, but I thought that one was really good. Are the, is it the whole season about the Just Mandalorian? The, I, from what I gather. Okay. Yes. This season is about the Mandalorian. I don't know what the rest of the episodes are going to cover or what's the deal, but that one is, um, is what 
you know. I love Star Wars. But this season is. I probably won't watch it. You won't watch it? Probably won't. It's only, it's only like 20 or 30 minutes, oh, the first okay. episode. It's not like an hour long. <laughs> yeah. You've convinced yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew I 30 minutes would change. The rest of your them. argument yeah. didn't do it. No, yeah. I can waste 30 minutes of yeah. my life. That's it's, okay. It's I legit. do that. <laughs> well, no, so that's where <laughs> I was too. And actually, I'm not even being as much of a film buff as I am. I actually don't like watching a lot of stuff like this. Because I don't, I only like to see behind the curtain, but so far. Yeah, I don't want to see the magic. Like, I, I don't want the magic ruined for yeah, me. That's why I, I don't, like, for my whole life, I've never been big into that. Because I'm like, look, unless I'm legit, quote unquote, in the industry. Right. I don't want to know to that finite detail how the sausage is made. I'd rather just <laughs> eat it and be like, this is some fucking tasty sausage. <laughs> Do not tell me all the nasty shit that's in it. Yeah. I don't need to know. Yeah. It just tastes good. It's just delicious. That's right. So we're going to splice this into the beginning of this. This episode is rated R. <laughs> and, and also, we're talking about sausage. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> uh, yes, please. It's been a long time. Yeah, God, oh. that movie. Um, if you don't get that reference, then just Google "Daddy, would you like some sausage?" Or and, don't. Or don't. Yeah. Do it. Either way. Yeah, you'll probably be disturbed if you dig down that rabbit hole too deep. But yeah, so at this point, actually what we do is we move into the who should and should not see the film of the week, which is Bloodshot. I almost said so many different names for Nailed this it. movie. You almost gave it a bad name. Yes, blood, oh, blood shit. Blood shit. <laughs> the blood shits. The sequel. <laughs> Going nuclear. Yeah, so if, if uh, yeah, Bloodshot, yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, so guys, who do you think should and should not see? Bloodshot. Matt, you're the best at this. You are. Hands I, down. I have I'm looking hardest, to you. I know. And I've had the hardest time like identifying this one, short of just being like, you know, this is a superhero movie. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be Triple X. Dude, yes. Transporter 2. Yeah. No, no. Ooh, Transporter no, no. 2 is one of the worst movies ever. Just okay. Transporter. Then, yeah. <laughs> the no, that's the... <laughs> Transport two, when he like flips the car upside down yeah. and, oh, and or knocks the bomb off the bottom. That, that was three. two. Believe oh, me, I know. When they replaced, Jason I refused. Statham. I refused to watch anymore after two because I was like, I almost got up and walked out after Transporter yeah. two. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, you'll be surprised. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. Okay. Those those two come to my triple X. Obviously, that's another yeah. Vin Diesel Transporter. Movie. Transporter two because Transporter one was was very it's, good. It's a chef's kiss. Like, I would say it's yeah, very. That was good. a really yeah. good movie. That was a very. I good would movie. put a very in front of it. Yeah, I would too. Uh, yeah, those types. But, and I, I mean, it is a superhero movie, but like, uh, it's like a war uh, superhero movie. And that's the thing. Like the whole time I was watching this, I was like, I, I don't know how to quantify this. Oh, and I don't really yeah. know what to compare it to. And also, it's difficult to compare it to something without giving away like the most interesting part of the movie. Yeah, so yeah, that so, is... like, right. I can compare it to something, but I yeah. don't want to give away the story. No, I'd say... Uh, I can't even say that. There are things I that I want to say about this well, movie. Well, so let's just keep it broad then this time, you know? Yeah. This is an action movie. Yeah, if you like action movies... It does have movies. superheroes. It is kind of a darker action hero movie. And, and I'd say this. There's actually a, a good plot to it. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. If you... It, I was trying to be careful about saying that. As I would say, if this thing moves to streaming... and, and That's not what I mean. I wasn't accusing you of saying anything <laughs> wrong. Um, this is just deciding how deep to go into that conversation. But basically, if this thing goes on streaming, or if you were like remotely interested in it or whatever, if you get through like the first 30 minutes of it or so, and you're not vibing with it, keep, keep going watching. a little just bit. Keep watching. Keep watching. Yeah. For sure. Like, this movie is not what it appears to be on the surface. Yeah. I'd say that. I don't want to say a whole lot more outside of that. Right. But this movie is not what it appears to be. I agree. So, 
That that's the best way yeah. to put it. And it, also, don't bail. It's not what it leads itself to. Be. N- no. Like, now, and I'd also say I don't know exactly. I remember because so I did see a trailer for this back when I thought I didn't see the full trailer, but back before we thought that there was any chance that we were going to review this, I knew that there was something else because this came out a little while back, mm-hmm. and I knew that there was something else coming out that we were reviewing. I think this I, is when the hunt came out. That's what I was about and to we say. We decided to see the hunt. Yeah, of I knew. We, yeah, the hunt. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, girl. <laughs> Love the, the hunt. hunt. Mm. I want to watch it again. Me too, actually. I want to watch it later. You should. Not tonight, obviously. No, just another time. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we won't finish this until like midnight. Later um, as in after tonight. Yes, a day after tonight. Undefinite. <laughs> so Next undefinite, year. not indefinite. Next undefinite. Year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's undefined. Undefinite. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, so, yeah, just I'd say that. If this thing's intriguing you or whatever and it's not vibing with you, keep on trucking. Go a little yeah. bit now. At now, least give it an hour. Yeah, at least give it an hour. It's so. Two thirds of its runtime. Yeah, give it an hour. But but, but I, yeah, I, I know I would, it's a tough ask, but do it. Yeah, I would definitely say to do that. So from here, what we do is we go into our tomato score predictions for the film of the week. So this is going to be an interesting one for sure, and this is this is going to be very interesting. I'm curious to see what you guys mm-hmm. guess on this thing because. Mm-hmm. I, I like ha- like I said about halfway through this movie I thought I could have guessed and then I was like well may- maybe I don't know maybe this is gonna pan out a little different than I thought so All right, who wants to start who started last week uh, probably Matt because Matt usually does. I normally start I'll start off. I'll okay. start this time then, okay just to mix things up yeah I'm gonna say 63 from critics okay oh god I kind of want to go 65. Six, 65. 65. Okay, 65, 65%. Critics, critics. Yes, from the critics. I'm going to say 78 from audience. 78% probably, from audiences. It's probably a little too high, but I'm sticking with it. Huh, yeah, that's a lot higher than I would guess. Well, I don't know. Maybe not for the audience, but for the critic. Um, I think 65 is higher for the critic. Well, Blaine, um, what do you guess? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll go last. Blaine or Bob? I th- oh, man. I still think that the critics are going to be dickheads about this movie. I think they're pro- it's probably going to be somewhere in like the 47 range. Hmm. I think that Chris could be right in shooting for the 70s. Um, I'll go with a 71 from audiences. So a 47 and a 71 from me on this thing. And Matt, what do you got? Um, I'm going lower than both of you. Really? Yeah. For both? Yep. Okay. I think critics, 30%. Okay. And I think audience, maybe 60. 60. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this thing, it's I'm, I'm going to be really intrigued and luckily, to this, see these scores. I would like to say, though, this is a movie that was in theaters before Corona. So we'll yeah. actually have like in theater people reviewing it. Yeah, yeah, people will have seen this in theaters for sure, and and I think honestly, I think people will have come back behind the behind it and even reviewed it after it came out at home too. That weren't preparing to review this thing. Well, that's the thing. This was just released um, last weekend, mm-hmm. so it's only been like watchable at home for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For well, no, it's been watchable at home for a while. But oh, has it? Yes, but it was it was not. I, it might have been like twenty dollars or something. Oh. They, they did like the whole early only, home release only thing. through like AMC or something. No, like no, that. no. It was ever. It was on all the like Amazon, Roku, whatever. Oh, like it was just that it was. You know, they had um, 
you know full cost for a rental yeah yeah basically so anyways um yeah it was it was kind of like trolls i think but so from here uh we actually move into our actual review of the movie so we haven't told you our opinions on it you know basically just know that you know, if you listen past this point, it's going to be spoilers. Now, right out of the start, we say if we did or did not like it, but then we'll actually get into, you know, our thoughts and opinions and criticisms and all that fun stuff. But uh, from here on, it's spoilers on down for Bloodshot. <laughs> Starting now. All right. So we're talking about Bloodshot and this movie is directed by Dave Wilson and the writers are uh, are Jeff Wadlow and Eric Heiser Heiser is that nailed it? Sure, I have it. no you idea. So interesting thing. Uh, well, it's actually it's I said Dave Wilson. It's actually he has on his stuff David S uh, S F Wilson, which is interesting. SF instead of just Dave Wilson, San Francisco or David. Dave Wilson. So, anyways, long story short, this guy, never seen him do a thing, started looking it up. Pretty interesting. This guy has not directed any movies. Um, <laughs> and he actually is primarily a VFX and video game guy. He has worked on a truckload of video games. Nice. Yeah. That explains some things. Yeah, it, exp- it does explain some things. Um, and, you know, doing visual effects. And so, if you aren't familiar with... Uh, with the character of Bloodshot, and a lot of people don't know, Bloodshot is a comic book. Who is it owned? It's uh, not DC. It no, wasn't Marvel. Is this Dark Horse? No, it's very. Uh, it starts with a V. Valorant. Valorant. Thank you. I always, I always call it Valorant or something. Huh. I don't know, but yes, yes, yes. That one. Do they have, <laughs> what else do they have? Harbinger. It's uh, they do Harbinger, and that's the only other one I know. There's, it's a bunch of obscure characters. They're not a huge. They're very much an indie comic brand. Yeah. I and I mean I'm a huge comic buff. I've collected comic books for years, but I only really I was a primarily just a Marvel zombie with a handful of DC comics that I collected. Um, so and I and then some indie stuff, but none. But most of the indie stuff I collected wasn't indie superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just like totally different material. You know, it wasn't superheroes. If I was going for superheroes, it was going to be Marvel or DC. Period. Right. Um, so I mean, but so the interesting thing about this film is that they were planning on starting a... What is it? Valiant, right? Valorant. A Valorant. So they were going to start a Valorant film universe, and this was going to be the jump start. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't think that the money... Which, granted, this was right at the beginning of Corona. Like, I remember, because it was when we went and saw The Hunt, and I remember even then thinking, like, this is definitely the last movie we're going to see in theaters. And so it came out that weekend, so I just don't know, which and obviously we don't look at any scores, any reviews, any we, we come in completely fresh, so I'm not 100% sure how this thing did, even money-wise. I think it did meh, like, but I haven't looked into it enough to know. But So the interesting thing, though, is that they put themselves, apparently, in some sort of Marvel, old-school Marvel-esque situation, where basically they sold some of their characters to one company and some of their characters <laughs> to another, and basically they were going to start a film universe, and... Uh, I'm trying to think of who actually put out or like distributed this movie. And I, it was Sony, I'm pretty I sure. I think it was. And so it was one of the other big studios that actually got... So the other big comic is Harbinger. Mm-hmm. That's by this company. And Harbinger was with 
someone else, I think. Okay. So they had several movies lined up, and I think it might have all just kind of <sighs> fallen by the wayside after this. They should. It kills me nowadays. Like, this would have been so great on, like, Netflix. Yeah. It would have been, yeah. Yeah. Were so, you well, I mean, no. But... You want to? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So I still, so I'm, I got the antsy pants. Uh, uh, yes, I'm ready. And I want to know. So we haven't gotten to the point. Yeah. Normally we start off with just letting we people do. know whether or not we liked it or not. We do. So I want to know, match you. I'm really Did curious Did you like about it or not too. like it? I thought it was all right. Blaney Bob? Meh. It was all right. Me? Yeah. I actually liked it. Did you really? I mean, yeah, it yeah. is still, it's still yeah. meh. You yeah. know what's so funny about this though? Because I literally, within the first five minutes of this starting, my brain was like, I'm not going to like yeah, this movie. This I'm gonna not going to like this movie. I'm yeah. not going to like this movie. So I was like, then the forced, twist. No, I literally forced oh, really? myself to be like, no, shut up, you brain. Yeah. Like, stop being negative about these yeah. things. And I have so many nitpicky things about these. I didn't write them down. Yeah. Because I'm trying to be positive. Okay. And enjoy this as just an enjoyable movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, this like, is... Like, take it for what it is. Yeah. A stupid action movie. Yes, and and now I, I can... But I was pleasantly surprised. Yes, I, I, I'm weirdly, weirdly torn about this movie. Like, I, I don't even entirely know how I feel about this movie because I do say meh. But, like, yeah. I feel like there was a couple small changes. Like, one big thing being just not having Vin Diesel in it. That yeah, would have made me like Vin it more. Diesel did kind of ruin it for me. He kind yeah. of ruined this movie for me. Like I feel like I just would have rather it been someone totally unknown, like someone just totally different, not him. It could have been some like UFC fighter or it, some WWE guy trying to get a start. Maybe I don't even know if I would want to go that stereotypical. Like I've seen movies where they do that kind of thing. Like yeah, but I, I mean, look, you, I would prefer you have... somebody with more chops. Sometimes those guys do all right. Sometimes they don't. Like. I, I guess is we have of three of them that have done really well. Yeah, we do. We do. But there's Cena also been lots that have failed. Th- yep. There have been, and that's that's why I say the I worry Rock, about that. Cena, and then and, and I love the Rock. Stone I love Cold Cena. Steve Austin. Actually, I didn't like Cena at all until I started seeing him do some comedies, and I was like, all right, this guy's all right. We're <laughs> <laughs> seeing the movie theater and like everything. Anyways, what we won't go. About? No, no, I don't. I can't think of the name of the movie, okay. but I just know the scene. Okay. Yeah, his, he's pretty good at comedy, though. I'll say is, that for Cena. Yeah. Um, and then from Guardians uh, of the Galaxy, yeah. I can't think of his name. Batista, oh, Batista. 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 Yeah. Actually, I so would have rather Batista been in this movie. Killed it. He would have he so. been done great in this. Oh, like, yeah. He I, probably would have done better. Yeah, which in, normally Bloodshot has hair. Oh, really? That. Yes, Bloodshot has hair. Oh. And actually his That's skin it. is... That from, was the missing part. It was. Actually, hair. for me, I, I could have used hair in this movie. Yeah. But I mean, the way Vin Diesel... How Vin Diesel acts that yeah. bothers me. Me too. He just he's he's just he's I a, don't buy his this was triple anymore. X. This was mm-hmm. his Fast and Furious character mm-hmm. Dom. Mm-hmm. Like these are just all these same characters rolled in together. I, I really like, nothing think, seemed different. Yeah, I really think my entire opinion of this film would have changed if he had not been in this movie. In all honesty, yeah. Like I, I like. But anyways, go. I, you're more passionate about this all. Oh no, I no. Hear, I, no, I want no, to no. hear you talk about this. No, passion. And honestly, I, I feel bad because I feel like I interrupted you. I just wanted to get how we felt about yeah. it out in the no, open. I'm sure you that. can no, that's what fine. you were saying prior to I me interrupting have no you. idea what I was saying. I can't either. Yeah. So we can just keep on reviewing. We, well, let's cool. keep going. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, like, I, it ended and I was just like, eh. Like, I felt like I, the, the Chris line of, like, I wouldn't watch Dude, it again. This is, like, seriously, the typical movie where I would be, I would be dogging the shit out of this movie yeah but i took a new stance on it no, and i was yeah. i tried to just think of it different from perspective like, a pac- like pacific rim perspective. <laughs> i was just like can i enjoy pacific this rim. Mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. i can't 
because this movie is way better than Pacific Rim for sure. Really? No, no not at all. Yeah. Not yeah, at no, all. No, it's so much better. It's so much no. better. The Never. fact that it actually had like a good story to it of where there was like plot twist and you didn't know what was coming up next. Yeah. Which actually it aggravated me whenever it happened. So there was two times during the movie where I was like, did I fucking miss? <laughs> Blaine already said it like five times, so it's yeah. fine. So I can say it's okay. It. Um, did I miss like a, a huge chunk of the movie? So like, whenever this is spoilers obviously but like whenever the first time he goes to sleep or like when they've like kneel yeah. him down to the board and the jackass stereotypical jackass oh yeah he's the, the worst you know who that is he is the worst that was i don't a, care who he is he's I, don't great. Want to know I actually love him with all my no, heart he's, he's just the worst. the worst in that movie he's, he's like actually a he's, good actor i'm he, sure because he's, he's outlander right he is the outlander oh, that's what all the girls are raving yes, over th- that's what the, he is the ultimate really? he's the ultimate worldwide panty wetter yeah so uh that's what i've heard yeah i've never seen it yeah but now no, I, he, now i extra don't he could watch not it. hide his accent in that movie at all he it was so bad he was he was so I mean, he was just like the most stereotypical asshole. He was a stereotypical but, douche. But like, whenever the first time they like nail him down and like flush his memory and stuff, yeah. I was like, did I miss a part? Because the guy was like, every time I have to clean up your your messes, and I'm like, it's been one time. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's kind of like th- th- so they teased it. I don't know if you caught it in that scene when he goes to stick his gum on the bottom of the table. There was there's like eight there. other pieces of gum, so you're like, oh, sure. okay. Like, I just thought there was like other people that they've done that this they, too. they've tried done this it too, too. Right. so so yeah so under because i was taking notes because i was like i feel like i really do need to write stuff down for this one so i i had under my bad section i wrote this movie is so freaking corny and then it super is well but so then i, I kind of changed my opinion about that a little bit um i i, <laughs> I added it meant to be corny in the beginning now there are parts that are still corny well, and it made sense because I agree. Yes. The, the they first actually part of the movie, I was just like, "This is so stereotypical." Yeah, well, and so they call attention to it, though. Sorry, yeah. I wasn't trying to cut you off, Matt. Um, that's that's alright. Yeah, but I agree. That's exactly what happened. Like this yeah. was all meant to be corny. This is yeah. supposed to be as like his these memories that are supposed to be super important to him that are fake. Yes, and so they were corny. Exactly. Well, and the guy that's like writing the script, they actually call attention to it. So the whole thing is that Vin Diesel is. Literally just killing people mindlessly. Well, not mindlessly, but he doesn't know that he's being programmed, basically, when he's asleep, quote-unquote, or whatever, to kill all the people that are were part of this company that he's now working for because he's brought back from the dead. And so they basically just keep swapping the faces in his memories out with the new person that he needs to kill, the face and the name. But so the guy who is, like, the programmer, basically... What is, is he in? Like, I didn't take the effort to look yes. him up, but I've saw. Was it so? That was, was it. That H, uh, not HBO, <laughs> AO, not AOL. Goodness, the <laughs> Apple program. Wasn't he in that Apple program? Oh, I know what you're talking about. The um, one with uh, Rob in it. So was the guy's name that? is uh, Siddharth. I'm not going to even try and say his last mm-hmm. name. Yep. He's fantastic. I love this dude. I've he's seen great. Him in something else. And so he was really he's in good. Patty Cakes. If you've ever seen Patty Cakes, if you haven't, it's great. It's about this young woman that's a white heavy set girl that's a rapper and it's very funny oh, I'm and very yeah we talked about yeah. that back when yeah. uh also undone. he was in undone he was the boyfriend in undone which is an amazon original he was the boyfriend of the main girl okay, but in what undone. else was he on i know um, i've seen him in something i don't know not those. i mean that is the main one he did fantastic i will say that so that's the other thing is there are so many people in this movie like people just keep showing up literally 
uh, one of the main characters from New Girl. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, it's um, yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, Lem- He's Lemeron the best Morris. part of the movie. He's fantastic. He's my favorite part. Weirdly of the movie. enough, has a British accent. Couldn't figure that out. Um, because he's not British at all, so why bother? The character is British, maybe because this. No, is based I looked. Off actually, of most of the characters in this movie are not connected to the comic, oh, so really? they took a lot of liberties. I'd be interested to talk to someone who's a fan of Bloodshot, the comic, because they took a whole lot of liberties with this movie, like a mm. lot, a lot, a lot. I did some research last night. They thinking, could explain a couple of things because normally, yeah. like. Comic books have fleshed out their ideas. Yeah. And now, this movie seemed like to the be... The twist and all that stuff is... Okay. The, the twist and all of the concept behind it. I think that they spent more time... Like, what we were looking at in this movie was a long run of comics. Of panning out to find out all this stuff that we found out in this movie. But, yeah. Um, Lamarone, he, he was fantastic. And he, he was, was in it. Literally my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. He sure. shows up, like, halfway through the movie... Um, Sam Hewen, who's mm. old, sexy uh, Outlander, he's in this. Toby Kebbell shows up in the beginning, and I'm just like, holy crap. Oh, dude, I've been Toby... trying to place what he was in. Dude, he's great. Well, actually, so he was the bad gorilla in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I haven't watched those. You didn't watch the new Planet of the Apes movies? I watched the first one, and I thought it was meh. So I, I loved never it. The one the with Dave, Dave Franco? Or, I mean, uh, not Dave Franco, but yeah. the other Franco. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I loved that I movie. Just, they didn't do it for <laughs> me. It. Did you watch them, Chris? I, it's, I think I've seen them on, like, flights flights that's a weird place to watch them is well, it though like you see all no, the that's the type movie, of no. movie that i would watch those on are a plane. like no those are highly highly rated like unanimously loved by critics and general public movies hey i'm telling you i'm not even talking and i'm not even talking about just critics like everybody loves the new planet of the apes movies they're so so good but anyways, he was I also mean, in Rock and Roll and Oh, that's where it is. Yeah. Well, so that's one of the things I wrote was like I was actually like a whole lot more on board when Toby Kebbell shows up and he's wearing like these weird flip-flops with socks and like this crazy jacket and he's oh, dancing and guy. singing to the song. He's yeah. like singing to the song and like that that so like I was like, "Oh, that's what movie we're watching. Stereo okay, killer. like I'm already a little bit more on board because it felt really stereotypical up till that point. And I guess what we were getting up to, or mentioning earlier was that um, Lamarone, or no, it wasn't Lamarone. It was uh, the other guy that I was talking about, Siddharth. His character, he basically says like, or he gets accused of writing dumb stories. For the bloodshot character, for Vin Diesel's right. character. Yeah, picking right. all the most yeah. stereotypical yeah. things. He's basically like, you've made the most stereotypical thing ever. And I'm like, oh, that's why the whole beginning was so dumb. Right. Like, which I don't know if it works in this movie's favor, but that is why it was so dumb. Yeah. But then they also continue to execute some of the sins of uh, other dumb movies later on in the movie after sure. after addressing that. <clears throat> so, you know, there's Right, because they could have, sm- like, you know, adjusted after they made that joke. Yeah. And, and like really, gotten like, really good it up and yeah. try to do something different. So and Guy Pierce is in this movie. Sorry, I just looked at the IMDb. He's in this movie. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's freaking great. Like, there's yeah. so many people right. in this movie. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. And, and and you and you know, as soon as you see Guy Pierce, oh yeah, with a robot arm, yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Like from the very beginning, I was like, oh, that's the bad guy <laughs> yep. for sure. Yep. Like, robot I, I thought about that too when I was watching this. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at this team of <laughs> yeah. awesome people. He's yeah. either going to work with them. It's going to be a really cool like team movie, but it's called Bloodshot. Yeah. So it's about Vin Diesel, which means 
is he gonna fight these guys it literally yeah. crossed my mind when they've introduced yeah are these actually the villains all these like, people yeah. and the ever so lovely uh isa gonzalez or however you say her name she, she was is a hottie uh, she's worth watching alone Hi. she's just a she's she's a she's a 10 you know she's a badass yeah she's great she's great so take you out to a great dinner yeah (laughs) she'd probably turn you down chilies you know (laughs) olive garden big bucks applebee's yeah come on i said olive garden come on no chili chili no no but red lobster I mean, but if you go to Chili's, like, you're not trying to have her leave, like, gassy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like That's what the margaritas gotta... <laughs> are for. Two for seven dollars. Yeah. Margaritas. <laughs> and she's very attractive. Yeah, she, she did great. And she did a very good job. Yeah, she was band. actually good. Except for, so, she was also part of probably the corniest scene in this entire freaking movie. And it's when she... Do you know what scene I'm talking about oh, now? No, I'm curious to see which one you're going to yeah. pick. It's when so many. But... So, it's when Marone is like... All right, I'm going to tell you how to disarm the computers, and you're going to be able to shut down the whole system. And it's literally like cues, like epic music. She's walking all awesome. She's walking into like all the computer, the computer room, server room, the server room. Yeah, where there's computer things, doing computer stuff, servers, servers, computing things, servers. They're serving up serving data. data. And she walks in there, and she's like (laughs) throws the bomb. And then she like walks away and doesn't look back at the explosion and the doors close and then she turns around and she stares watching everything explode. It was just so corny. I was just like, oh my God. I actually didn't mind that because I didn't know. So that part kind of confused me. So, you know, her boss, her overlord, whatever, was going to like turn off her ventilator. Guy Pierce. And kill her. But then apparently, I guess, from some sort of safety where there's smoke it doesn't turn off so they actually address that in i must the have missed he that. said that he there's said no inhalant I, I was literally waiting for them to use that with her and they it, did it throughout the they did when yeah. they when he first introduces her and says like everybody has their special abilities like it's not just that she breathes through her chest hole like <laughs> she she has chest hole people she does she's completely immune to yeah, like she, he said like yeah airborne but i don't understand shit. why that prevented him from turning off her ventilator which would then she would have then suffocated oh no the whole thing was that lamarone she was working with him at that point and he overrided her are system. you talking about at the end yeah at the yeah. end yeah he, that's he, because yeah he's oh. overriding everything he's behind oh, i the missed scenes. that part it, they didn't show it it was implied right whenever Basically, she okay was well, that sent... went over my head and i was like i'm oh. confused and then i was like well maybe maybe some sort of like safety override where if there's smoke yeah, because that was the thing. She like pulled the pin grenade. She was on, already like, a smoke bomb. It was just literally like, just flares. Yeah, like, it was essentially the. No, go ahead, Chris. Oh no, sorry. There was just so many nitpicky things. I yeah. literally did not keep notes of things because oh, you'd have a mile. I would have that. not enjoyed this movie if I actually kept notes of the yeah. nitpicky things. But like, I don't know if y'all cook ever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like yeah. flour in a powder form oh, is yeah. flammable. Yeah. And Everything like, that's what I thought they were going with. I was like, oh, I love this because they I wrecked so this. Too. Yeah. I would have loved that if and like, like, oh, it's flour, but we're shooting and there's flares. And literally oh. the first thing to do is light up a flare in this like. And there's no fire. Dust cloud of flour. So the whole, you know, the whole reason they did that, right? No. No. So the reason it was flour. So the whole thing is that if you look at the Bloodshot comics, Bloodshot has like no skin tone. He's completely white. Like literally, like like, and, like at the stark end. white. What, which, what, what they, they showed the at the end for like a few minutes. I was hoping that he would stay that color, 
and not go to like flesh tone again. It's you're yeah. racist. <laughs> I want him to be as white as possible. Albino. <laughs> Actually, it's just supporting the albino community. Yeah. There you go. See? Yeah. Positive yeah, spin to it. You know yeah. you're right. Because I knew he was supposed to. I, yeah, he's basically. I don't know like why I knew that. Ultra I knew albino. he was supposed to look like that. I knew nothing about this. I don't I'm know if it was the, the, the cover. Or there was some reason, like deep down, I just knew he was supposed to be like white. Yeah, he was. And so that was the whole thing is that you've probably seen the character around and stuff. I mean, he is in the zeitgeist. Some you see him like if you're on like IGN and different sites like that, like they'll show comic covers and stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, he was supposed to look like that. And I think that their whole point was that like they were trying to just like make the flower land on him and make him look like the original comic book character. Okay, well, that makes um, me hate it so much more. Yeah. Like that's the stupidest way. Because they could have just made uh, him white. I, I personally <laughs> think that's why they did that. They could have just chose somebody other than... They could have chosen Albino. Someone with a mixed ration. Well, no, yeah, no, they should have. Nationality. No. Well, I mean, he's supposed to be like white, white, white. Like they would have, regardless of I'm talking about was, Vin Diesel. Well, I know, but all I'm saying is like, all I'm saying, they would have had it. Anybody who played that character, they would have had Eisenberg. To, you mean they would have the right white. He's close to the white color. So you're just saying they would have had done a the, little more CGI? There was already plenty CGI, of it. Or, just, the, or yeah. just literally like paint him, basically. They would have had to like paint him. White face? Yeah. Which is the first time that's been done in a movie. Yeah, then then they couldn't have done it's Vin true. Diesel. He's like Italian or something. That, that might yeah. have been called white face. It might have been racist <laughs> yep. at that point. Would have been. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just... Yeah, that scene was... See, I had no idea because I, I didn't even know that it was an actual comic. Like, mm-hmm. I knew that you had said something about it being, like, a superhero-based movie. Sure. Um, but I had no idea that it was actually based off of some predefined story. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was somebody's concept of, like, uh, what's that, Hitchcock or something, which that could be a comic as well. I have no idea, but... I think that is. Yeah. It's it's all these, like, C-grade superheroes. I have Indie. no interest. Sure. Indie yeah. superheroes. Yeah. Superheroes. See, but that makes me think of like um, Umbrella Academy and no, not even that October like, Faction and things like that. Yeah, yeah, along those lines. It's the one yeah. with um, Nick Cage. Super? Is it just Super? Oh uh, no, no, no! Where you like Kick Ass? Kick Ass, yeah. Kick Ass, which was actually good. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie a lot. But anyways, sidetracked. What were yeah. we talking about? Uh, Him being white face. Oh right, um, flower. So like. Yeah. There could be so many nitpicky things throughout there. Like, obviously, they would have gone up in flames, and I was hoping that would happen. Like, that would be a good reason to why he would crash a flower semi truck in this tunnel to, like, catch everybody on fire. But, yeah, it didn't happen. So, like, one of the things, like, I I was feeling nitpicky, and I was, like, writing down little things because I was just like, oh my God, this movie. But, like, like, (laughs) you were channeling me. Yeah, I was. Oh, I was there with you. Watch on this one. And I was actually happy that i was proven wrong about some of it like in the beginning like when he goes on his first kill and he just like goes and he hops in a truck and he gets in the airplane i'm just like how the fuck does he have a truck and where, how, did he how does he clearance? know where the airplane is how like, did how? he do yeah, i did like, too, the and, whole and then time. i was and then when they do the big reveal i was just like oh right. okay one thing i couldn't write around even after the reveal his fight style seemed to be all over the place it did so his memory was that he's this kick-ass like special forces dude yeah and then in that first fight scene in the tunnel, he barely he used a gun a little bit, but he was like yeah. brute strength forcing people. And I was like, "This is weird." He almost, because I feel like he at that point he would have been using a gun still. Yeah, I feel like it, my thing was I was too. I was just like, "This feels inconsistent." Like even though he knows that he's invisible, invincible. I mean, 
like why would you allow yourself to get shot and hit this it, much right that's yeah another one of my nitpicks is like just because all your nanites are replacing yeah. your blood like it probably hurts like shit like they didn't oh he mention, didn't respond at all yeah like that doesn't change. they never addressed if he had pain or not but right. it, it wouldn't hurt endings. i don't think it would hurt if you have nanites coursing through your blood do you think your nerves would feel I guess maybe not. Yeah, maybe they programmed your nervous him. system is separate I, from I your blood. No, no, no. But if you have nanites throughout your entire body, you don't think it'd also be in your nervous system controlling things? Well, and well, also, they don't say that. But that's the same thing with like the but skin. I assume yeah. they're rebuilding your skin, so your skin is separate. It's, yeah. So like, which at that point is it even real skin? Like, if they're rebuilding your skin, like, are those nanites full of right. skin making like, well, material? This is exactly so they, why but they I took the nanites out of him, and he was still whole. So he's not fully nanite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which even more so explains why he would <laughs> right, feel that's it. That's what I was saying. He yeah. would feel it. His bones aren't nanites. Oh, yeah. And if somebody unloads a clip in you, even if you're healing, you're going to feel it. Think of Wolverine. Like, still yeah. feels. Oh, yeah. Pain. Wolverine has a ton of pain. He's like, just he, a badass. Yeah, Wolverine's the best. Like, actually, and Bloodshot's Canadian, kind of, so. Bloodshot's kind of like, a poor is... ass. Oh. Bloodshot's kind of a poor ass Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Like, or, well, yeah, Wolverine's probably the best way to put that's it. That's what I told Xena probably. when I was watching this. Well, and actually, I feel like most of, like, when I was doing my research on the whole, like, Valiant comics and stuff, it sounded like all of their characters are just kind of, like, poor man's versions of, like, Marvel characters sure. and stuff. It's hard to come up with new superheroes. superheroes it is. Awesome. Which, and I yeah. liked, like, the tech aspect of, like, a tech superhero, and that was one of the things that I wrote down was, I was like, tech superheroes are really cool, but also they really suck. Yeah. Like, they're so vulnerable. But it's also so OP. Yeah. yeah, but how many people have EMPs in their pockets? Yeah. Not <laughs> I mean, many. Chris walks around with them constantly. <laughs> we all know that. And, like, I'm in the movie, they kind of made that big deal. They were like, man, he has an EMP. This is crazy that he has an EMP. Yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, that was pretty... I don't know. Yeah, it was an interesting idea of the whole tech-based superheroes that all these people were. And, like, the whole thing about... Which, to those Sam Ewan's, like, uh, his character pulling out like his robotic arm things at the end of the movie and i'm like wait why does he have these now why didn't he always roll around with those things when he went after him the first time like yeah when he turned into doc ock or whatever <laughs> right right because like, yeah, he does have mechanical legs but they kind of hinted at that at the beginning yeah that that was something they were researching was like, exoskeletons yeah my favorite like side character was the vision guy oh really oh, i thought it was such a cool concept it's a cool concept he Seemed like the most likable person. Yeah. But also, did you pick up that he seemed like he was actually totally CG? No. Did, I mean, he I probably wasn't, mean. but he, probably he just was. looked like... He didn't... Do you remember the one with the anthology we were talking about? I don't know if we were talking about it on you, this, so but... This is actually very interesting what you're about to say, and you don't even realize how interesting it is. Wow. No. Dick. <laughs> I'm always mind. interesting, but No, so... Right. I no, know no, how... No, he's, no, no, well, say what you're going to say, Chris. So, the anthology that we liked where they had, like, the zombie... I can't remember the name of it, but... And it had the military guys with the werewolves. Yes. So that episode, uh-huh. that's what it reminded me so of. So this like, guy directed an looked. episode of that. It was probably that one. It, it might of, have um, been. Robots. A, ro- love, yes, that's what love it is. Robots, love, death, yeah. love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, yeah. On Netflix. That's what I was going to say. So good. Like, I'm interested if he directed the episode you're talking so, about. So he, the, was, he did he, an episode of that. He looked. But that's the thing. Was that was a live action, wasn't it? Uh, or was that still animated? I'm pretty sure it was still oh. animated. I don't know. Like I it was get just that one vibe. of those like super high. Oh, realistic. actually, I know why you think that because they did give him like a weird, like, and just the way that he carried himself looked like the people in that. I episode. wanted more from him. That was my like dislike about him. 
Yeah. Like, he seemed to be on the fence. Oh, like, actually, what they were doing. apparently he did the very first episode of Love, Death, and the Robots, The Sunny's Edge. Oh, uh, the one with one the spider. With the that one was disturbing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he did that. And actually, apparently, he, the director, did, uh, he was the creative supervisor on Age of Ultron, one of the worst Marvel movies. Um, Age of really yeah i really don't like that movie i mean it's not nearly as bad as black panther but it's not great i mean thor wow. 2 is the worst i actually kind of like thor 2 thor 1's worse than thor 2 no do not like thor i 1. have a bias towards origin stories so i would probably lean towards thor 1 being better yeah no i'm saying I thor 2 is worse yeah no yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why i'm well, okay, agreeing yeah. with you yeah. I, I actually like thor 2 all right but i mean i understand why people i just don't enjoy like it I, which i haven't ever seen it besides the very first time that i ever saw it in theaters i don't think i've ever watched a single marvel movie twice really <gasps> what i've seen ragnarok like four <sighs> times okay so that's sorry. like my ragnarok doctor strange. And guardians of the galaxy what about doctor, doctor strange doctor strange the ones i've seen multiple really times but the rest of them like yeah. once especially sequels yeah yeah but i was actually tempted to watch guardians of the galaxy again like yeah. the first so one. good i've seen that too many times yeah i've watched mm. all those uh, man you just said this. but I, I know but then i just started thinking about it i spoke without thinking <laughs> i've intentionally i mean well, i feel you even as being a big of marvel fan as i am i just a intentionally bigoted a, a bigoted yeah as big of a marvel fan as i am i uh i don't watch them constantly because i know that i'm gonna have to watch them a whole lot more when my kids get old enough so I'm yep. intentionally Aww, not watching that's them. Really that's really sweet. So cute. I mean, it's true though. I mean, that's it's really, like you're I a know good dad. I'm, oh, thanks. I do my in best. that one aspect. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the only one. <laughs> so yeah, I don't even know. We got off the rails. Yeah, um, yeah. There's this, a lot of nitpicky things with this is. film. But oh, I do know. I and I'm one to nitpick for sure. <laughs> sure. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah. But we need I, that guy. I set that aside for this movie specifically. I was trying to blend in with you people yeah, and nitpick. relate. And we're nitpicking. Yeah, you and, people. And we did and what then you didn't you, expect. Who are you calling? You, you turned people. on yeah. me. You were expecting us to come in and really like this yeah, thing. I know you I were. Was. Yeah. I was. I was like, oh, this is definitely a these bad idiots movie are going to sure. actually. So I surprisingly enough, I can spot a non-Matt movie, and I knew that oh Matt God. was going to be lukewarm on this Shut because up. because on the Matt ass movies, I, I can. I can tell the difference. Do you normally like him too. I do, I do. But but there's a scale of Matt ass where like You're calling me out. But you no, like there is also. where it's like it's the whole like jump the shark thing except for you jump the mat and like when it jumps the mat is when I can tell like I'm like oh this jump the mat real hard and I'm not on board anymore and like this jump the mat like it I could t- actually no it was just that this wasn't. Actually, this wasn't Matt ass enough was the problem. That's exactly what I was going for. So the funny thing, the reason I didn't really like it was, so the first 20 minutes, you know, it's like, oh, this is some stereotypical movie. Yeah. And then they did the plot twist. And then I was just kind of like, eh. I actually liked it way more with the plot twist. I mean, I liked the plot twist and I thought it was a really good plot twist. I I honestly wasn't expecting it. It was what actually made this movie good for me. I thought they were building it up to be like, there's this villainous cell. But then it just ended up being some evil guy that was using him to eliminate his ex-employees. Sure. I, I, think, I don't know. I just kind of lost it. I think it turned like, into like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like True Lies yeah. situation. Oh, no, Actually, no, do not. And I love that. Do not hate on True Lies. Oh, I'm not, you're not no, hating. I'm not hating okay. on it. But I'm just saying like True. that's what made this movie good in my mind. Okay. Like, I, like if it hadn't had that plot twist like if it was just so cut and dry mm-hmm. obviously it ended in such like a happy-go-lucky everybody wins yeah. or all the, the ending good, was pretty good dumb. people win kind of situation right which is and funny they, actually they left is though that, in the back in the of the trailer? rv i'm like why is he riding in the back of the <laughs> rv obviously he made the comment at the end he's like yeah 
He's like, like well, how do we know we're not all in a simulation? Like, yeah. cut him off before he says simulation, which yeah. I like. Enjoyed that was like, actually they were good. they were pointing out their like flaws throughout yeah. the movie. So I appreciated that it was it was I, relatively self aware. Yeah, and I appreciated the twist. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting that, and it literally it threw me for such a loop. I was like. This movie's so bad they fucking lost me throughout like some yeah. of the plot. But see, I also here. feel like that was kind of a downfall where they did kind of set it up. They set it up, they teed it up. It was very subtle, and then they hit it. And I did the same thing. I was like, "Did I miss something?" Yeah. Like what? what I, like just two happened? times in the movie, I was like, "Really? Did they just skip thirty minutes ahead of this movie that I didn't know what was going?" I kind on? of thought so too. And that, that's the weird thing. So it's something to do with how it was directed. If two of us are sitting sure. here going, "Yeah," and yeah. you, you kind of sound like you weren't like that. I, I didn't it. have that at all. But like, it was just weird. But and I, I don't know what it was. I, I just my biggest thing that I just keep thinking about is like Vin Diesel. <laughs> just has no personality. Like he's just like he's just. Well, he a, was a programmed thing. He didn't. He, he comes across it. as that in this movie, like and in the worst kind of way. Like I, like I just keep thinking like if someone else was in that role that had some personality and they had added a, a little bit of humor to that character, like that's what brings Marvel up to like another level. Is that they're is. able to balance like humor with yeah. the quality and like like where you can have a serious character but that can also be goofy and like not to say that this character had to be goofy but like he was just so dry and uninteresting and it's his movie like how are you going to carry on with anything else when Vin Diesel is so freaking uninteresting and this is coming from someone who really likes fan uh, uh, the freaking Fast and Furious franchise yeah. like I freaking love them right. like I love those movies they're dumb as shit but I love them yeah that's exactly why I thought y'all would love this yeah. movie. D- dude, this was not Fast and Furious, man. This was like Triple X, which Honestly, I don't that, like. Honestly, that's the thing. Is like Fast and Furious has a lot of things that keep you there. Yeah. They have fast cars and awesome they chase have scenes. Family is what they family. have. They, they have family. family. Yeah. <laughs> I will remember <laughs> For real. you. I mean, and I didn't like hate this movie. Also, this movie did not need to come after Extraction because the action in this movie was doo doo mm-hmm. compared to the action uh, in Extraction. Too much CGI, way and too much too CGI, much and it wasn't down. done well. Yeah, it was weird because I mean I get there's still bad CGI out there, but I was not expecting it in this movie. But there were several yeah. times where I'd see somebody's face, and I was like, "This is a hundred percent fake." It yeah. reminded me of watching the original, um, The Mummy. Mm-hmm. And when they introduced the Scorpion King towards the end of that movie, oh man, and the it's rock. the rock, and yeah. it's oh so bad. That is so still bad. in my mind. That is one of the worst CG scenes ever made. But that's for I sure. Literally, Hands down. I had flashbacks. I was like, I remember that too. Huh? This looks like <laughs> the Scorpion from the Mummy, which is twenty years old. Yeah, this is bizarre. It's what so are bad. we? Where, where are we? Did they spend all their money making? Because that's the thing. Is this, this weird dichotomy yeah. where the cool CGI like. Um, the arms and the prosthetics and then like the space satellites yeah. and things like that but then when the action got heavy it was just trying, a mess it was this messy cgi yeah i hate mess, messy I, I, CGI. I do like, too. do something else don't push CGI. like there was some parts when they were running through the city and the action scene where they're chasing down vin diesel and he's running into cars and running through walls and all that stuff yeah like there were some cool concepts but like they kept showing sam hewan like running with his fake legs and stuff and i'm like that looks like a fake ass person like yeah. that is not a real human being right like and that's the thing too i think maybe maybe they didn't come in with quite the budget they needed they i really think they cast the wrong person like i think that there were a, a handful of smaller tweaks that they could have made to this film because yeah. the story was so good like the backbone of this film the foundation whatever you want to call it was really solid but the problem was just like it just needed a few tweaks to give that special sauce and i think it could have been something special and just for me it wasn't yeah. Yeah. It missed the mark for me. Yeah. Only... Me too. Never mind. What? 
Nope. Don't say it. Yep, I'll say it after. Um, yeah. No, it's it's almost like it had similar CGI to like Beowulf. Do y'all remember that movie? Oh, I actually oh, kind of liked that. CGI. Okay, well, wasn't that it was all? It was all, it was CGI. all CGI, but it, it yeah. had that feel of CGI. I know what you mean. Where it's like that it's level trying of realism. Still tell it's fake, and you're like, this is trying to be real, but I know yeah. it's fake. Sure. Like the whole, uh, really, yeah. where it like jumped the shark with the bad CGI was them falling off the side of that building and fighting each other and he's doing his Doc Ock stuff and yeah. all that. And In I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, and, and I mean, they did do a scene that was smaller scale when they were running through that city and stuff, when they were chasing him and trying yeah. to catch Vin Diesel, but like just none of it really hit the mark. And so it just had no real, like th- the fight scenes and stuff just didn't have any impact. They didn't have any realism. So it just didn't feel yeah. good. Well, yeah, I mean, that's another nitpicky thing for me is like, so the guy without, the guy with the prosthetic legs. Yeah. The bad guy. Yeah. One of the bad guys. Yeah. He didn't have any augmentations on the rest of his body. Yeah. Aside, but he was... Until you to find out in the end in his back or whatever. When he yeah. Starts. But aside from that, like he himself was still a human in sure. his body. Then Diesel was like pure nanobots or whatever. Superhuman. Beating the he shit could out of him. Yeah. Punch through cement blocks. Like who did? Then Diesel. Oh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. the time whenever he like finally tackled him, yeah. like actually physically got a hold of him. Yeah. Like in real life, if somebody was able to punch through cement, like hard cement, not like cinder blocks or something, like and you get tackled by that person, your innards would explode. Like, yeah. that person, if he didn't have any augments aside from his prosthetic legs, like, yeah. he would not exist as a human being. Like, that, that, that that's not even a close fight. So, I mean, yeah. again, that's a nitpicky thing of, sure. like, realism. If, yeah. if you're able to punch, punch through, through something that hard... You can almost take down a building by punching through, like, a yeah, support like, beam. Yeah, like, also, you would be able to pull yourself with up with one hand one so he's so whenever he's hanging off the end of a thing yeah, like, like why like why not just be matter? like just show somebody doing muscle ups with he, one arm so yeah. easily like he's that level of a superhero it's so a let him badass be. thing to do right. and, it's, and that's yeah. kind of what he did do i mean he uh, pulled himself eventually, up and then he waited him. like yeah fucking 15 minutes before yeah. Yeah. i mean he has you know, like hulk right. level strength like yeah like which people, still i wasn't quite sure how he had that level of strength and stuff that he did like i guess nanites yeah like you know yeah this is writing it off as nanites yeah he doesn't feel pain it's it's like any question you have that right yeah it's like he can get a full clip in him nanites nanites yeah radiation gamma radiation force it's all these things are just like mm, well mm." and my whole thing like when in the very last fight scene and when guy uh or who is uh guy ferrari (laughs) (laughs) uh guy pierce Pierce, is that right yeah Um, yeah yeah. when guy pierce is like shooting his his noob tube his little rocket launcher grenade launcher thing at him and i'm just like they're like showing the percentages go down and down and they're like oh he's almost at zero percent you know and like that whole thing, and then he like blows him up, and I'm just like, I don't even know what this means. Like, what? Like, right, he got down to zero. What does zero percent mean? It's like, the charge on the little nanorobots. Yeah, but like, and then he had no charge, and then he blew up. He should have died. He should have died. Like, it wasn't like one percent. Yeah, well, I guess because oh, of that's right. He did die. He, he did. did. Lamor, and, they Lamor, him back. and he's Morris already been brought character. back once. So I guess Wilfred. Yeah, I guess Wilfred's character yeah. supposedly brought him back, but I'm like, there would have been nothing left of him because he didn't have the nanites. He would have been a cloud of dust. Right. No, this film back with nanites and it rebuilds him. Well, that's how... Have you not seen that one or... episode of Futurama <laughs> where Fry eats the space sandwich, the space egg sandwich, and then he has space worms and they just build him mm-hmm. up from the inside? Nope. 
<laughs> nope. I've seen all of them. Yes, I know what you're talking about. But that is another interesting, sorry to come back to Solar Opposites, which we were talking about before, is like regularly those characters get 100% killed. And like they just like, I love how they just like go right past it. Oh, they just regenerate. Well, no, they just be like, oh, little well, feet. Kind of. Right? I don't know. They just die like multiple times. And I don't know. Anyways, sorry, change of subject. But I, I don't, I don't know. even know what we're talking about. I was talking about Solar Opposites and the characters dying in the cartoon. Yeah. Like they just keep killing the characters. Like multiple times the characters just get like mortally um, wounded and sure. then like yeah. they're just like fine right um but uh vin diesel was just kind of like that was all i was getting at but um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. anyways he was more like a cartoon yeah but i really don't think there's much more to talk about this thing yeah. like yeah it, it's it's i am actually right. really glad that i didn't nitpick it because this would be a yeah. super depressing episode it was otherwise of both of us being, i, I still like criticized it the entire time but yeah. okay so i will say on a positive side yeah some of the cgi was well used some of, and it was, some yeah. of the nanite like when he gets shot and it shows him like, like there was one scene. Oh, I really appreciated this. Was when yeah. he got the side of his face blown off with a shotgun blast. Yeah, and they he gets his ear blown like, off. Oh, and he can't hear. And he can't hear, so everything's muted. And you're hearing it. And everything's muted. And they're mm-hmm. talking to him, and you see his ear regrowing mid air, like yeah. reattaching. I did appreciate, and, and as that, that happens, you can hear better and better. Right, and they did that a couple times, something similar to that. Yeah, I, they, they were good things, and I mean, I, I still t- stick to the fact that the story was good. He's like the Terminator. He is like He's the Terminator. T two, yeah, 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 the liquid one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I actually really liked Terminator three. No one ever talks about that one. That's yeah, because it's dog it, shit. It was no, dog I shit. liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Sorry, just side note there. I liked it. <laughs> I actually liked the one also with Christian Bale and the dude from Avatar. I stopped watching after. Too, because they stopped being good. Oh, well, I liked both of those. <laughs> Redemption. Now, now there's been like three since then, and I haven't watched any of yeah. those. So yeah, a lot of adjectives. As yeah, the I mean, Terminators—they've <laughs> just driven Terminator straight into the ground. Over and over again, it's had multiple shows, yeah, no, and no one. Sarah cares Connor has been rebooted. I heard times. Sarah Connor Chronicles was amazing, but I never watched that TV show. Well, now that last movie is about Sarah Connor again, and they have the original Sarah Connor. Yeah, in it. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't think we need to talk about this anymore. I'm really <laughs> curious get to, to see. The, yeah, I'm really curious Him to see what scales. people think about this thing. So let's take a look at the scores. So I'm surprised you guys gave it such high ratings based on what y'all thought about it. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I was trying to be optimistic. I was trying to be realistic and not put too much of my negative spin on it. But yeah. I think the critics tore this one a new asshole. Yeah, you think? I bet it would be the teens. You think it's going to be that low? Oh, I, I do. Actually. Wow. Teens. Okay, let's see. Let's well, see. I mean, I hope we're if you look almost. at what's the one, the first one that we reviewed? Yeah. Oh, that so was like low. our bit. Uh, and it was really good. That episode proved our point more than any episode as far yeah. as why we're making this podcast, as far as enjoying a movie. Oh, it was um Blake Lively in uh, yeah. Rhythm Section. Rhythm Section. Actually, yeah. I was looking. Right. Every movie we've reviewed now is at home. Like, everybody can watch every movie. I mean, movie I saw Rhythm Section at target yeah oh really yeah oh yeah everyone is at home now you can or every movie is at home now so you can watch them all able to be watched yes now. available so let's see here it is here are the scores boys Ooh, oh you're right wow you were really oh, close was spot on and you were spot on chris well for the audience audience so the critic score is 30 percent from is that <laughs> it like is a right splat. on for you right yes yeah yes matt said so. 30 um, and it was that was by 148 critics, and uh, it was 78 percent by audiences, which is exactly what Chris said. Did I say 78? <laughs> I thought I said 75. 
You did. I'll take you 78. Changed, no, you, yeah, you changed, You said 78. You said 65 for critics. Yeah, yeah. So we were... Um, I was a bit high. I was just right in the middle. I was close you to You were both, off on all of them. I was, yes. I wasn't <laughs> spot on like either of you. Me and Matt were good. But we're the thing is, 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 is Matt was further off on the audience and... You know. Yeah, but being right on with yeah. the critics is I don't think I've been right on about anything and you guys yeah, have, you have more than once. I have? Yeah. Uh-huh. You were really close on one. Yeah. On both scores. Yeah. I don't remember. But yeah, we so we called him a cheater. Yeah. And then he cheaters. learned his lesson. This he didn't cheat this time apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I've just been intentionally giving different numbers so that you guys can't pick up on no, them. I'm <laughs> trying to throw our <laughs> So, so like y'all just wait there's gonna be a week i'm gonna be spot on both numbers <laughs> yeah you you know you can't let yeah. that happen because i would give you really oh, yeah. oh my shit. god yeah you do that anyways it's true. anytime he's yeah. close yeah it's i'm true. not allowed to win you're or one right off ever. cheater <laughs> 10 off cheater it's true yep so 15, what nah. i can do that because i'm always so far off like if anybody's <laughs> yeah. better than me there uh, you were right last week you were you're you've on had point two, with audience you've had multiple good weeks yeah but i will say i'm surprised i did win last week you think the audience score is higher than you thought it would be? I really do. Like I guess from an honest like perspective, to, I guess the <clears throat> it, so yeah, and it's th- it's fifteen hundred basically uh, audience, and I mean it seems like people generally kind of like this as far as the regular people. I am not surprised that all the critics did not like this movie. I mean, this is not fair, a oh, no. There is plenty of reasons. Just the yeah. bad CGI. I think critics would have stopped right there. Yeah, I and mean, there's, like, nope. There's plenty for them to give this movie hell about. So, I mean, it says, so what it says for the critics' consensus is Bloodshot gives Vin Diesel a solid opportunity to indulge in old school action that should satisfy fans, even if the end result is disappointingly mediocre. Yeah, I mean, I could kind of, I mean, they did give him a good opportunity. I don't think that Vin Diesel needed the opportunity necessarily. Like, he just wasn't the right person to be picked. But, yeah. You know, in my opinion, that is my personal opinion. Maybe you like this. I mean, I, I, I hope people did like this. I like movies like this getting made still. These kind of campy well, action what films. What kills me like, is like you kind of hit on this earlier, where this has probably killed the whole verse they were going to make. Yeah, and this yeah. is exactly what happened with the Mummy reboot. Yeah, they which, were going to do the dark verse. And I still want the that, dark man. world or whatever. And that was going to be super cool. I mean, I liked it too. I would have been okay. It was with no you. Brandon Fraser, but yeah, you just can't compare it to the yeah, original. Don't compare it to it, that. You hold yeah. it to its own. It just needs to be named to something else. It shouldn't have been called the Mummy. It should yeah. have been called the Mummies. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> the Wrapped Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Like just toilet paper man. Just so people don't <laughs> associate it with the Brandon Fraser ones because those yeah, were they were just classic, great. amazing. I mean, movies. they were stupid. But, like, but they're they so classic, fun. amazing yeah, movies. Are. Americana. That's it. Yes, stupid is another <laughs> term for it, but it's classic, Americana. amazing movies. So and there are a them. lot of splats here to read. So I'm gonna find. Uh, pick one with the name you can announce. I'm gonna pick this. I know. I always wait. Pick. Find the guy we we talked about last time. Oh, I thought you were talking about that one guy we talked mad shit about. That yeah. dickhead from Salon.com. Which one? No, the asshole oh. from Salon.com. I'm not even going to... If he ever pops up on here again, I'm never going to read anything he has to say. No, his name was Matt. Hey. Typical <laughs> Matt. Yeah, he was being <laughs> such a Matt. Okay, so here's one, the top one. Somebody from IndieWire. Um, so what she has to say is, it's too bad that Bloodshot doesn't seem up to the task of fully skewering its genre and finding something new in the process instead of relying on resurrecting the dead for another bout of briefly diverting entertainment she gave it a c plus honestly i can agree with that it's actually she did a really yeah. good job because she like relates it to bringing people back from the dead yeah yeah good job kate kind of a little pun we're a little wordplay going on um, there 
there's a guy here from the New York Times who literally just said bloodshot just isn't worth the effort. Uh, not much to say there from the UK Times. Yeah. So here's a guy that liked it. Um, uh, Adam Graham from Detroit News says it's diesel powered dumb fun. And like, I don't judge anybody for liking this thing. Like, it is dumb fun. No, and he's right. And I bet a lot of people like this because if you just like Vin Diesel movies, this is a Vin Diesel movie. Yeah. Like um, the third Triple X movie. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I didn't that. like it. Wait, there's three of them? They made yes. one like a year ago. And the third ago. one brings back Vin Diesel. Yeah. And honestly, it was like it Ice Cube in the second one did, or something. Yeah, it was. And the first one was fun. The second one had its own like qualities. The third one just tried to be the first one again, and it did not capture it. But it was like a Vin Diesel movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, this was just a Vin Diesel movie. like, And it could have not been. <clears throat> what do you see? The in Orlando Maldonado? Uh, oh, yeah. Orlando Maldonado from Movie Network. He said, Vin Diesel has charisma to spare in his new turn as an action hero. And either you love him or you hate him. His new turn as an action. What else? Uh, well, you know, all his regular roles. Groot? Yeah, that makes no his sense. His regular roles as a very dramatic actor. Yeah. Theological. <laughs> well, he played that one where he had really thin hair. Did he? There is some movie where he has to wear like a. Like a toupee. Oh wow! It's like he has very thin blonde yeah, hair. I can't remember weird. what it's called. It's well, some sort of like gangster movie. Now. I don't know. I ever saw that. Still a gangster movie. But yeah, no. And what's interesting, and this comes back to Rotten Tomatoes just being insanely inconsistent, is that this guy gave it a two point five out of five, but it has a solid tomato. Yeah, we've seen two point five point or two point fives out of fives that have been splats before. Ron Tomatoes makes no damn sense. Fuck the police. This system makes no sense. It is broken. Ron Tomatoes friggin' sucks. Like, why does that make any sense? I- I'm guessing, and we haven't seen the behind the scenes of how these guys get to do it, but I'm wondering if they actually, like, if someone puts, like, a 2.5 out of 5 or whatever, they actually let them pick if it's a splat or a solid tomato. My guess is that they let them pick regardless of what their rating scale is. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, because I've always felt it was skewed. And you are I know when we first started oh doing God. this, you were trying to quantify like if Sorry. one it was a splat and one it wasn't a splat. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen higher rated movies, but it had more splats. So they were calling it a splat. Yeah, I th- maybe so. Sorry, I'm very distracted by what this person <laughs> called this movie. Did you see it, Chris? The Nick Rogers one? Yes, he calls he calls him the Venter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> a delightfully a dumb, dumb, dumb pastiche. Yeah, pastiche. Pastiche, Chris. It's pastiche. I can speak French. Sure. It's very far away, though. So yeah. I no, you like, do have a lot of It looks like look. Porsche from Yeah, here. it does. Yeah, he calls him the Venter Soldier or, or 50, 51st Diesels <laughs> or, or Movento. <laughs> This guy is a, this guy's this a guy national is treasure. Amazing. Whoever he is, I really His like. Him. Oh my god! Its closest analog is Venom, which we can call Ven- Venom, or you can call it Ventum. Sorry, can you say that again yes. clearly? Venom. Yes. Sorry. No, the whole thing. Okay, so his entire thing is the delightfully dumb, dumb pastiche. Call it the Venter Soldier or Fifty First Diesels or Movento. Its closest analog is Venom call it venom (laughs) (laughs) a mangling of mid-90s superheroics with a new millennium budget a three out of five and i think a three out of five is a fair yeah yeah. i would also give it that yeah yeah and i think that this guy probably has like the most fantastic review we've seen to date yep this guy is magic he gets it whoever the midwest film journal nick rogers is you're the man 
the moon to give you a shout out this is fantastic so yeah i think with that that sums us up guys we're done with this thing yep um so this is the part if you're not familiar where we go into our music recommendations which we call our send-off songs so we are sending you off with three wonderful songs this week so matt you want to start i gotta pull mine sure. up here so so you go ahead this first. is a shout out i really appreciate what he's been doing yeah. During this quarantine time. Yeah. But it's Machine Gun Kelly's newest ah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody Valentine. Which is not rap. <laughs> it is not rap. He's turning more towards like pop. Like or almost like, like a hip hop pop. Light rock. Like it depends on the song. Oh. Honestly. This one's really not. Because that still... one's almost a little like early two thousands punky. Right. And I'm confused as like he's just kinda like he's kinda genre hopping, which I appreciate. Like yeah, that's he's cool. just wide. For him. But like what I really appreciate he's been doing, he's been doing a cover a day. Oh, really? This whole quarantine. Really? And he's doing it with like Travis Barker. He has one. He did a Rihanna cover that um, Marilyn Manson asked him to do. Yeah. And he's just doing like a wide variety of covers every single day. He just, awesome. he just picks a song, does a cover, or he's releasing his own stuff every once in a while. Like, yeah. This is most recent. I think he just dropped it last week or two weeks ago. Okay. So, I definitely appreciate that. And I feel like people should just check him out. Nice. Because you never know what he's going to cover. Yeah. And sometimes it's really good. Sometimes, like, I don't know this song. It's okay. But yeah. It's just, I appreciate that he's doing something like this for the people because he's not selling this stuff, you know? That's this cool. isn't going to be an album of, or maybe one day it'll be an album of quarantine covers, but yeah. I really doubt it. Is it going to be on Spotify or? It's already it... on Spotify. Okay. I'll be, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops an, I think he's dropping an album soon. Yeah. And this will be on the new album. Cool. Good for yeah. him. Sweet. Nice. What you got, Chris? Yeah. Like that, yeah. I really appreciate. It. There's actually a lot of artists that are doing work now. These live shows from their um, either, yeah, from their home, like what you did with uh, Matchbox Twenty. Matchbox Twenty. There's a twenty in there somewhere. You're talking about. <laughs> He's talking. Oh God, what? What uh, did you do last week? No, I did. Uh, um. Uh. Oh my God. Now I'm having a brain fart. Why did you have to call me out? Sorry. Um. Twenty one anyway, pilots. Yeah. Yeah, twenty one pilots. Same thing Definitely not Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, same thing. Same but. difference. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of people out there doing these yeah. live home stream. Sure. Uh, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, I like that's it. great. I love it. I actually, yeah. this is like an upside to the uh, yeah. pandemic. It's situation. all the music just like pouring out of people right yeah. now. It's mm-hmm. there's so it's much, awesome. and it's live. It's a creative it's time. It makes sense. Yeah. And what's interesting is I find that most of the people are being surprisingly positive. It's not a bunch of like downer, like blah stuff, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Very for surprisingly sure. positive stuff. Yeah. For so, sure. so what do you have, Chris? Uh, I have uh, the artist is Swim. Swim. S W I M. And the song is Trust. Cool. Yeah. So artist. It's like a hip hop, yeah. R&B ish, rappy nice. situation. Yeah. So Trust by cool. Swim. Yep, yep, yep. Nice. And what I'm going to do is a song that I've been listening to a whole bunch. It's uh, The band is called Silky Roads, and the song is called Green-Eyed. So it's Silky Roads, uh, and the song is Green-Eyed. And these guys are from Sydney, Australia. They have done one song. That's it. That's all they got. This is it. So if you're going to look them up, if you're going to find more, you're not going to find much. They're from Sydney, Australia. They're a group of younger guys. And this song is fascinating. It's like very classic feeling, classic rock feeling, almost like uh, The Doors or there was another band. Uh, oh, it's it's kind of like a combination of The Doors and Pink Floyd. 
Like it's super huh. interesting. Uh, this song, it, it, you get vibes from those two bands throughout this song. I'm really curious when they put more music out, what they're going to do, if they're going to stay in this genre, like what's going to happen. But literally, the only thing that I can find from them is this one song. So I don't know. It's you if you listen to these guys or you listen to this song, like you might be in on it early because these guys are have not blown up. They've not found their footing yet, and I'm excited to see what else they do because this is really, you know, it's creative stuff, but it's old feeling and i like it it's neat nice so yeah but with that being said normally we talk about what we're doing next we've been talking about it earlier even before the podcast we have no idea what we're doing uh (laughs) from week to week right now matt and i were talking about we've done like a bunch of action movies and stuff we've done some indies that were more obscure when sydney and i were doing it and then you know even though underwater uh, yeah oh underwater wasn't but the other movie uh sea fever was super kind of indie so i'm really kind of wanting to do a, a horror uh, now, like a oh. legit horror film, honestly. There's a the Lodge. Yes, I was looking at the Lodge, and maybe that's what we'll do. I, I had my eye on that too. Okay, because I haven't, I don't know anything about it. I just know I wanted <laughs> to see it and never did. Yeah, Chris didn't share about it. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be on it if you don't want. <laughs> yeah, Zena might guess. Well, for that. No, I, actually, I could, I would willingly substitute out for her because yeah. she likes horror movies. She does way more horror movies. Yeah. More yeah, I I, there is a new movie called The Lodge that just came out. It's a Hulu movie. Maybe we'll do that. We'll talk some more. We'll look. I want to do something different. And I don't. We haven't really done well. Underwater doesn't really constitute as a horror. Like we haven't. Yeah. We've been. We haven't done a legit horror. N- no. Yet, and I'm period. not sure the we need to. Well, we the can't Ridge really look is a hor- the, the Lodge is a horror movie. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll do that. We'll look. We'll look into it. I want to mix it up a little bit next week. So. Um, and what I want to say, and we haven't said it much, and I don't push for it much, but I'd say definitely, um, if you could, give us a rating on whatever you listen to. Primarily, if you're a Apple listener, give us a review. That helps a lot because that pushes us up on charts and things, helps people find us. So if you think about it, give us a review. Tell um, your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Like I said, you know, obviously I've heard from other podcasts as well, but th- this Corona time is really hurting stuff. But so, yeah, spread the word. We we want to keep, we're going to keep doing this regardless. We have a ton of fun doing it, but definitely, you know, more listeners help too, because that can also help direct us in what we do next and when people are being more active with us and that kind of thing too. So with that being said, I uh, want to give a thanks to Dominic with Ketza Music. Um, he does our awesome intro and exit song, and that's Ketza, K-E-T-S-A, music, M-U-S-I-C. Uh, com, and also we want to thank Aubrey Troutman I think the past couple of weeks I've actually said Aubrey Andrews which is you know because <laughs> she's my sister that's always what I call her but she's Aubrey Troutman and actually I can kind of halfway defend that because she's such a procrastinator she's been married for years and never actually changed her name oh. so she actually legally ha- you're yes, correct legally I was correct for quite some time but I think she finally did it <laughs> so but yeah thanks to Aubrey Troutman for doing our logo it's awesome and we love it but if you want to find us anywhere online um, you can find us at Critically Around on Instagram at Arouse Media on Twitter and our website is criticallyaroused.fireside.com and then if you want to find me on Instagram I'm I'm Blaine Andrews I'm underscore Blaine underscore Andrews Matt is Verlachma and Chris is Butterboy69 <laughs> and that uh, is a very active and thriving and sexy and sexy oh, Instagram boy. account and he doesn't even know what gotta go check his main picture is I don't think he's ever seen it no and it's it's a good one it's yeah. a picture of you that you've never seen yes wait okay yeah you didn't right. even know about it I'll have to check it out I then. feel like you should finally start operating it personally <laughs> I think you should please do it's, please yeah, do please do 
It's operated by my wife right now, so... She does a better job of it than I would. No, you uh, got this. You're on Facebook, so you can be on Instagram. I'm not, You are. Don't lie. I'm I see you. I see you liking things. on Facebook. Oh, okay. I liking things. I do like things. You can't things. lie to me. Because I appreciate <laughs> Don't well, lie to me. Don't lie to lie. You little bitch. I, I see you. I see you. Oh I'll be out there creeping. Oh I just get all over Instagram and just watch for you to like stuff. And okay. I'm like, Chris, like this. He pretends like he does on social media, and he does. Mm, I'm just I kidding. Just, I like helping people make themselves feel better about themselves. Uh-huh. So and I then like... I'm like, oh, Chris, like this. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I regularly think that. <laughs> That's very probably accurate. I just like making people feel good about themselves. Yeah. So That's good. Well, then you should get on Instagram. You can make people feel great. You just like, 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 like. Mm, too much work. Yeah, it's a Maybe lot less that. drama than Facebook. I'll say that. I don't even see any drama. <laughs> If you don't see drama on Facebook, then you are not on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for proving my point. I'm Damn not that! on Facebook. <laughs> Anyways, I'm all right. A genius. Awesome. Well, he's he fooled me. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> guys, we love you so much. Be safe out there. Have fun. Be safe, but don't be too safe. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, be fully safe, or don't. No. We're not telling you what to do. Yeah, we're not. Chris, no, is. I'm telling you to no. be safe. Don't be too safe. Just, just be safe. No, no, don't. be smart be, don't, and be don't. safe. No. Be dumb and be, be not <laughs> safe. Be belligerent and quitting. <laughs> You guys are the best. Love y'all. Peace out. Later. Hasta luego.